Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And that is the story of when the dabbler shit Christmas. <laughs> Episode number four, seven, seven. Welcome to Feminist Frequency Radio. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. By the way, for those people that are in the back, remember to shut the fuck up. What a dick. I've been dying to say that. Cuz. Cuzaroo, It's showtime. W-A-T-P. 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 Hello, welcome to Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Willie's Podcast. The only show that makes you want to shoop, shoop, shoop. I'm your host, Carl. With me today... A woman who will make you shoop in your pants from once over with Kaylee. It's Lucy Tightbox. Well, hello. Welcome to the show. Also with us, Shoops, he did it again. From the All Apologies podcast, it's Andy Q. Public. Let's talk shit. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and of course, that link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. And you can watch the unedited show live or anytime afterward. I just dropped a brand new show yesterday. We did a review of Julia Fox's book. The second time we've done that with the Blind Mike Project. And the second time Simon & Schuster gave us a copyright strike. (laughs) I thought they would learn from the first time. So I had to dispute it. So if you want to listen to it, the audio is out there. We released it on Patreon and Supercast. The video has been taken down off of YouTube. Just like what happened last time. We were able to put it back up after a couple of weeks. But basically... I went in there and disputed the copyright claim. I said, are we going to go through this again? Because yeah. it just seems like a waste of everybody's Every time. time. Do this. Right, because I just said, just release the copyright. Because last time, you guys continued to fight it. And I just ended up winning in the end. And I will again. And so I was trying to be nice about it, professional. But it's like, what are we Don't doing? Don't make me get litigious. Yeah, well, seriously, sue me, retards. <laughs> it's fair use. I don't know what to tell you. We're not about fair use in the last few years. Also, we encourage our listeners, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review podcasts and then shit all over us in the comment section. Today, we'll be competing for the worst podcast in the drama category. We have each brought a different show, and you, the listener, will be able to vote for which one was the worst. Let's get into it. Controversial week last week. I have the results. I heard about this. I have the results. We did mental health podcasts last week. And I'll read you the results. I decided to put the poll in one place. It was only on our Patreon, open to anyone. And I linked it on Twitter. So I made sure that people could see it. 
but I didn't want to put it in all these different places. There's just one poll, and that poll says, bring it up the rear, yours truly, 17%. Terrible, thanks for asking. <laughs> People thought uh, that wasn't as bad of a show as I presented it to be. You're wrong, but that's fine. That's why pencils have it erasers. It was a bad show. It just wasn't the worst show. I see. I see what you're saying. So yep. then in second place would be Lucy Tightbox with Am I a Bad Therapist? 25% of the vote. Yeah. So the guy doing the dance over here, Trucker Andy, as he was once <laughs> known, the artist formerly known as, 59% of the vote <laughs> was Trisha Paytas. But then it was pointed out. Listen. This is not a podcast. Shut the fuck up. This is a YouTube video from a YouTuber (laughs) crying on YouTube. That's not a podcast. I qualified this at the beginning of the segment. This is adjacent to the Frenemies Fallout, which, I yes, it's a YouTube show, but guess what? This is a YouTube show, too, at times. Understood. I was trying to bring a video element to, and everybody brought a video element to the show, but uh, I just, I mean, it's... It's Wait, fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Are you with it. not entertained? I'm internet? fine with it. I think you did a great job. We <laughs> oftentimes bring on like this week <laughs> YouTube videos and YouTubers. All right. So yeah, let's talk about this week because as I'm prepping for the show, I get emails come over, and we've talked about this before. We've had some issues with the email files coming over. Andy got screwed one week, but we figured that out. So I get emails from Lucy Typebox and from Andy. And what I do is I go in, I want to see what shows they reviewed, so I don't pick the same one. So I go in and I check them. And I saw that I think Lucy misunderstood the assignment. And I went, (laughs) oh, shit. Maybe I should have been more clear on what I was talking about. So then I check Andy's to see if he also misunderstood the assignment. (laughs) Yay! And Andy had sent me over like 12 clips or 15 clips, and they're all the exact same The whole show, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They're all the, the entire show. They're all labeled different names, but then... All the file sizes were suspiciously exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. They're all the same length. I went, oh. We're not all professional podcasters. Now. That's true. That's the, the takeaway from this. But but I'm glad that Lucy fucked up the assignment because I wouldn't have checked your shit until last minute like I normally do. You're thank, welcome. Thank yes, you thank for you. being incompetent, Lucy, is, is what we're <laughs> yes. all trying Thanks to for being a dumb dingy broad. We appreciate that. That's what I'm here for. I know. <laughs> That's <laughs> Listen, I'm the one who writes up the descriptions of everyone on the show. That's Those are the words that I use. So I... I understand. All right. So what happened is I sent a note to Andy about three or four hours ago. Hey, these clips are wrong, but you had a chance to to save face. You're going to go first here. Yeah. I so think, uh... Uh, let me ring the bell because it is time to go into the drama category of podcasting. Over the years on WATP, we've had a lot of fun with these style podcasts. And so uh, I was interested to see what you guys would pick out. Yeah, that's the great thing about drama. Whenever you're wondering what movie you should watch, go to the drama category because it encompasses a lot of things. You'll find a lot of action. You'll find a lot of uh, horror type of things. And you'll and you'll find a lot of like tearjerkers. So it was pretty easy to find something. And this one was on my radar for a little while. Oh, okay. Because I, it seemed like something adjacent to my dad wrote a porno. It's this show feels like it wants to be it wants to catch that lightning in a bottle. I see. Before I get to what it is, let's just kind of set the stage in clip one where the the show is going to start off with a little bit of intrigue. A crime was committed on a day that started out very innocently. It was just a 
stunning day. There were these little fluffy clouds and blue sky and Karen's dress blowing in the wind. I mean, it was just, it was just magical. Two beautiful brides, Helen and Karen, made the appropriate assumption that their wedding day would be the most memorable day of their lives. It was great. I think the whole day was fabulous. There was a lot of love in the air, I think. Everything was wonderful. It was a very special day. Well, it was memorable, but not in the way you think. All right, I'm sorry. I got to interrupt real quick with a question. So two lesbians got married. Right. That sounds fun. But combined weight, do you know the answer to that? (laughs) That's the question. I'm going to go out on a limb and say... 397. Okay, well, I'm not as excited about this anymore. Thankfully, hopefully one of them dies or both. Yeah. All right, so let's find out what this is about. Okay, well, you you can see there's a little little bit of drama interjected. We don't even know what's happening yet. We know that it's a gay wedding that doesn't really go according to plan, but gay wedding equals drama. I mean, that's where where drama drama is the butthole baby of a gay wedding, right? (laughs) So... Let's. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone says. Sure. It's common knowledge. And clip two, let's get to the meat and potatoes of what this is actually all about. And I went in and I opened the door at the end and was like, oh, what the fuck? Someone has shut on the floor at Helen and Karen's wedding. Also par for the course. I'm Detective Lauren Kilby, and I'm here to crack this case. This is episode one of Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. With the brown note at the end. (laughs) Appropriate right there. So this is a show called Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding with uh, Helen and Karen, the two brides, the the plus-size brides, featuring... Detective Lauren Kelby, who we'll get into a little bit later. Okay. But this is kind of a new show. And this could be something that is just forget. Let's explain it away. Oh, some unfortunate staffer had to deal with this mess at a wedding. And let's just move on with our lives. No, we're going to make a 13 episode series, multiple hours, just mulling it over and dissecting it to an inch of its life this is a true story yes okay and i so you can already that means that the end we get to find out who shat on the floor at my wedding right i can we narrow it down to someone in a dress or skirt (laughs) well that's what i thought that would make the most sense, right? It just yes. kind of like somebody couldn't hold it, and it just fell out. Plus, girls are so fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, girls you don't just wear chaps to all the weddings? No, Come I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. We did mention that my clips were a bit of a mess um, leading up to today, so I might get into the weeds a little bit here. Carl, uh, clip three, what is that called? Is it Kick things off. Okay, let's uh, see how they kick this episode off. Sitting here with my wife. I like that you're turning into blind Mike. You're like, oh, what's the next one, Craig? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what are we going to Oh, right. Kick things that. off. Okay, yes. Then In fact, we're going to kick things off. It is, I'm going to be very much me flying blind. <laughs> that's fine. That's okay. Sitting here with my wife. That's me, Helen McLaughlin. Two years ago, on the 11th of August, 2018, we got married. Yeah, the best day ever. It was a perfect summer's day because it was in August. And it was on a boat. So we had a, hired a big boat that we had a ceremony up on the top deck. 
Jazz band. Fucking gay privilege right here. Jesus. <laughs> we had free flow champagne and an open bar, which in hindsight could have been a critical mistake. Someone shat on the floor at our wedding. So we thought we'd better reach out to our friend, who's a detective. Yeah, I'm not sure she's actually... She's not technically a detective. She's uh, a wannabe detective and probably the best thing we could have got to a detective given that we had no money to pay anyone. But we're very grateful that you're here, Lauren. Um, thanks for, for coming along. they have no money to pay anyone? They're on a boat with a jazz band getting married. A big boat with a jazz band getting yeah. married at an open bar. They're like, yeah, you know, we don't have a lot of money, obviously. They're- pleasure cruising around amsterdam and i'm pretty sure they're australian or british i I don't know (laughs) i'm pretty sure they're australian or (laughs) Or british British. i I can't tell on the part (laughs) whatever ask vic if you give a shit so different yeah i know but uh, i'm sorry i paused it let me go let me go back thank you anyone but we're very grateful that you're here lauren um thanks for for coming along yeah that is um a really nice introduction thank you karen actually i have um i am qualified i have been involved in plenty of crimes and um i've actually just recently enrolled to my online private investigator course um, of which i've received the introductory email okay so let's look at the fact she's not a detective right. but the, she plays one on tv she, she's her. Applied for a degree, and she's been eating Taco Bell since mm. this happened, so she could become an expert. I understand why you say my dad wrote a porno. It does have that vibe to it. Yeah, 100%. only with all the cheeky, playful music yep. stuck in between every single clip. Okay. So it's pretty obnoxious in that way. But uh, in the next clip, I think this is where we get into... What is this? The We're Discovery. Talking? The Discovery. Okay. Ooh. This is where uh, Helen actually steps in the show yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) somebody steps in it so i remember um going downstairs through the doors and which were already open to the bathroom and i just stopped in my tracks because i saw a huge shit in the middle of the floor and i remember the very first reaction that i had was wow this is early on for this kind of thing to happen that's your first thought that was my first thought (laughs) yeah it was so you were expecting it it's just just, (laughs) (laughs) you knew that that was coming you were you weren't shocked to see fecal matter on the floor but you were so you were like oh the time's a bit off here (laughs) so your your first thought was already hammer that one into the ground jesus oh yeah so the shit was in on the bathroom floor yes then but... this isn't even a, all right and then i'm disqualifying this in the podcast if there's shit on the bathroom floor they almost got there i so thought the close. dance floor or yeah, something. Right. Was in yeah it's not like dane cook where somebody shits on the coats it was actually in the bathroom. Somebody just didn't make. That's what I mean. Yeah. You're gonna just turn, kick it with you're your gonna make shoe a big deal right. out of this. Just tell the <laughs> tell the first mate to fucking scrape it up with a yeah. snow shovel. I'm sure there's a poop deck joke in here somewhere. There you figure go. it out. Oh, where were you when I was writing these clips? <laughs> All right. Well, so let's just jump to clip eight. This is gonna kind of okay. sum up the show. It's gonna sum up the entire season of what this podcast is. Coming up this season on Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding. When you posted a photo of a toilet in, on the 23rd of January 2018 with the caption, Prepare yourself, the shit's about to hit, what did you mean? <laughs> if your theory is correct, then that means that someone who was wearing a G string did not commit the crime. Did he look stressed, tense? Was he 
Did he look like he was hiding anything? I don't think so, but what makes me think, though, because he was talking to absolutely everyone, so he actually spoke to the culprit at some point. So we have got a device that we will be using to extract the truth from our victims. You mean a lie detector test? It's a lie detector test. My question regarding if you shat on the floor on vote yeah. is a lie. You answered no and it's telling me that's a lie. This you is a question. real fucking twist. How many weddings have you been to where there has been a shit found on the floor? What did you eat for breakfast? I hate the show. Well, it's ridiculous because this is like the most in- interesting thing that's ever happened to these people, right? They have to I guess. talk only about this for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Seemingly. Well, also, they used a word in there. They said, we have a device where we'll know the truth from our victims. You mean suspects. <laughs> yeah, right. The victims the are the people prize. listening to the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling like a victim right now because Andy's forcing me to listen to this craptacular. Do you, you know what else completely perplexed me about that? They started that clip out with saying, this is what you will hear on season one, which implies that there will be a season two. Which well, I they get remarried is... to other people and then people are shitting all over their weddings. Yeah, too. that's what yeah. I... it's a completely pantsless wedding <laughs> in season two. <laughs> yes. OK, so <laughs> See, this makes me think it's not even real. Yeah. And you, you can hear, though, when I said, I don't know if they're English or British, because she was like, it's a lie detectatist. Lie detectatist. Definitely Australian. <laughs> yes. But it's uh, there's people, some people in English the chat are saying too. Aussie or Kiwi is what people in the chat are okay. saying. Okay. All right. Um, Maybe it's Kiwi. That's what's throwing us off a little yes. bit. Yes. But we can't overlook the production value of this show. They're, they're trying to make this as interesting and po- as possible. I think in clip six, mm. this is where they drill down on the Foley work of it all. And they try and put you at the wedding. Oh, great. 9.15, the post-dinner disco commences on the top deck. The DJ starts. p.m. The boat docks for a quick 10 minutes at Amsterdam Central Station. The tired and mature guests disembark. That's not even English. (laughs) (laughs) You feel like you're there. You can hear the dance music. You can almost smell the shit. It's really really, such a great production value. Now, the old guests disembark there before the shit even shows up. That is... Right, that's how you set the stage for a mystery. I mean, you eliminate the most obvious suspects right away, sure, right? Old think. people shitting their pants, that's a given. Yeah. So now, we really don't know where this could go anywhere now. It, it, this might take five seasons <laughs> oh, to figure out where this turd came from. And um, if anyone's listening, it might take five seasons. If no one's listening, they'll probably wrap it up pretty quick. Correct. But clip five, they have to figure out, they have to get in the mind of criminal minds. <laughs> and what what would, why would somebody do this at our wedding? Business. Um, motives, what do you think? So we've got number one, which would be malicious intent. So this is... This is the dirty protest category, isn't it? So this is like... Not necessarily. Well, the, someone out to get you, I'd say. Well, the lasagna didn't come hot enough. Let's take well, a exactly. shit on the floor. Well, that's not really a protest. I don't like 
chocolate mousse for dessert, you you fuckers. I'm going to shit on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) How about I hate your unfunny podcast? I'm going to shit on the floor. That's pretty good. P.S. Carl, I left you something upstairs. All right, what do we got left, Carl? Just the experts. Oh, okay. Oh my God, this is insane. <laughs> okay, they they reach out to multiple legit people and just waste their time with this nonsense. Oh, good. If it's a very loose uh, thesis, then it indicates somebody's anxious. If it's a very hard thesis, then it's likely to indicate somebody who's uh, angry. Well, I think revenge is a very strong motivation. You'd have to pull some strings for us to just submit 100 pairs of shoes to a lab. Yes. And then, um, obviously. What on earth enticed you to work with us as a complete amateurs, given this amazing... I have absolutely no idea why I said yes. Yeah, this is like career suicide for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> We've obviously got all these experts on board, but the key to this crime is going to be the interrogations. And we're actually going to be interrogating your closest friends and family. I'm going to have to use things like lie detector tests. Uh, Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? And I used that drop because I believe it was Steve Langford who shit all over in the bathroom at Sirius. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sound that I had to get to the bottom of it. See, I think the problem here is it's not a terrible premise. But you can't drag this out no. for multiple episodes. I, I guess or this is being a one-off. You? Because wrong. the experts say that, judging by the spatter pattern, right. the guy was 5'6". Yeah. The Rorschach yeah. test. Yeah. What do you see in the shit? <laughs> According to the flavor that the guy ate corn and is over the age of 57. So okay. that's who shat on the floor at my wedding. Andy brings who shat on the floor of my wedding. And now, uh, Lucy, tight box, because you took second place, I'm going to hand it over to you. What are you presenting for us today? Great. Uh, Like you already said, I totally misunderstood this assignment. Or maybe not, because... Nope, I did. Um, I looked (laughs) in the drama category. You did? Okay. And then I was like, well, this can't possibly be what you meant, because it's, like, not funny bad. It's just, I don't, I didn't know how to listen to it. All right, let me explain what I, let me explain what I meant. Because maybe this was in the drama category, and I, I'm not understanding everything. I was thinking of audio drama. It's acted out. It's scripted. There's Foley work. Yeah. There's a story going on. That's what drama is. You just described my show. Yeah, I just... Uh, no, right. I, I, I agree. I, I think you're okay. Okay. But then I saw just a quick thing from Lucy's thing, and it looked like you're dealing with like... Drama. Yeah, like interpersonal drama. Yeah, like dramatic yeah. baloney. It's going to be hey, great. If Trisha Paytas can fit into mental health. I think whatever you brought can fit. You don't make the, the fucking rules around here. Obviously, you break the rules. You don't make the rules. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm breaking the rules this week. Right, so we got? are going to start out with the cold open of the show that I checked out. And I will admit that I did do a little bit of video and audio editing on this clip. Always allowed. But I think that you will, you know, figure out when that happens. Santa daddy, hurry up and put down the D. John's a baby living in a house with no lights. <laughs> Santa gangster, I know that you're strapping up tonight. Hemorrhoids burst from his rear. John's a baby with snot on his face, he must wipe. 
long cold open. Yeah. Oh, I that's cut down also. Was it? Yep. That's too much. Oh, I know. Okay, so this is a show called Hot Tea. Uh, this is Hot Tea with T T E E. And if you were just listening, you got to miss her dancing around and shaking her butt in little like sparkle shorts. I want you to recreate that. Actually, All right. that's your next assignment. Cool. A pink Christmas tree is It'll involved. Yeah, it's it's just a lovely cold open. We know so much about her from this. Um, I had to look her up because I had no idea who she was. It turns out that she is from a show called Baddies East, which apparently is a reality show that is somehow related to Bad Girls Club, which I also don't know anything about. But I guess that that is where a bunch of girls, um, I don't know, act like unruly women. And I don't know. There are fights and stuff they like that. They force them to live in a house and they hate each other. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... That's it's a comedic what, effect. Yeah, that's what tea is all about. All um, right. And so she has this podcast where she is going to spill all of the hot tea or gossip. Finally. Yeah, I know. So it's definitely full of drama, as I'm sure you can guess. Sure. Um, so let's find out what we are talking about today in clip two. Hot tea, the hottest place to be. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Hot Tea, the hottest place to be. Today, we are going to be building a gingerbread house. Yep. <laughs> Full of drama. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Can you already, imagine to talk about. working on that staff where they just, when she says it, we all got to yell it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Three right? people it yelling sucks. that shit off stage. Her camera. staff does literally everything for her. So also. this sure. reminds me, when I got to the content house, Chrissy Mayer's content house a couple of weeks ago, uh, my friend, um, What's Her Nuts, was building this, I guess Oreo has come up with this brilliant way to be Lego. I don't know uh-huh. if you guys are familiar with this, but they had these this Oreo package that you have to put together a train with. You need to put all these things together and assemble this thing. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because that's a 48-hour-long stream that they're trying to fill the time on at Content House. If I was doing a podcast, I wouldn't have brought that out. They're <laughs> yeah. like, all right, for the next 32 minutes, yeah. we're going to build this Oreo train. It's going to be so great, though. Aren't you excited? So let's no. find out a couple more things that we're going to talk about today in clip three. All right. And we are also going to be getting a little bit to know more about me, T. And it's Christmas edition, obviously. We're still in the Christmas vibe. We're still in the Christmas spirit. And we're going to be discussing hot topics and hot tea. While we're building this gingerbread house, we're also going to be talking about my house. Because that's what we're in. We are in my house, and I want y'all to know the real tea. Let's jump into a tea cap. <laughs> just happened. Uh, yeah, I did not do that edit. That was her. The editor is just cutting her off. Yeah. yeah. That's because she was talking about me too much. She wants to talk about me and me and me and me. Yeah. So what okay. the hell is a tea cap? Might be your next question. Let's find out in clip She's four. She's wearing one. Let's jump into a tea cap. We have the gingerbread house, the actual house. We've got the gummies, the peppermints, Christmas tree gummies, the frosting, sprinkles. This should be super fun. I couldn't be less interested in this. Her fucking voice is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tray? Oh my god. Where did it go? CJ, sorry. Technical difficulties. I need that tray. Okay. So you thought that the assignment was mentally impaired people? Yes. This week? Dramatic, is that what you thought? <laughs> mentally impaired people. 
It was drama. It was very it was dramatic when she escaped from her straitjacket. Drama. So that I did ask that question. How is this a drama podcast? Yes. Well, to start out. <laughs> Everyone is asking that. It is titled Christmas Love and Drama. Okay. Tree emoji, love face emoji, coffee cup emoji, which I assume is supposed to be tea. Um, so that's your first clue is that it has drama in the title. Sure. Right? I, I feel like go, in the Lucy. realm of YouTube, just disagreeing with someone equals drama. Drama. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she is a drama channel because she's all about gossip. She loves tea. She <laughs> loves herself. Oh, I get it. I, you don't have to keep selling she me I, I do <laughs> need to sell you because I misunderstood the assignment. 2003. Says you. All right. Um, all right. So one of the topics of this episode is Christmas. So let's check out clip six and figure out the Christmas portion of the show. So for me, I'm a real tree kind of person, but I'm a fake tree kind of gal. Uh, what <laughs> are any of those words? Do you like fake boobs or natural boobs? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's an idiot is what I've gathered <laughs> yeah. from this. I'm clip. gathering yeah. that as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did get a little bit bored of the fact that there was no drama yet in this episode. Sure. This is like 10, probably about 15 minutes into the I'm not the hearing episode. any hot gas. I'm I know, kind of disappointed, I know. actually. So maybe the next segment is going to bring us some drama in okay. clip seven. To behind the team. Ooh. If you don't know about this part, this is when we go behind the scenes of the things that I've done as far as work in L.A. and in the industry. A lot. I have a question for you. Yes. How many views does this video have? Um, views, I don't remember. I want to say Is it, it was, popular? Yeah. She has over 500,000 subs. Oh, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. She's doing great. That's frustrating. She's doing really, really good. That's very frustrating. People are so mm -hmm. stupid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is why everyone wants to be a YouTuber. They're like, well, anyone can do this. I might as well just start doing that. She's making a gingerbread house. It's so endearing. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, okay. It's completely awful. Um, all right. But at least this sounds promising, right? Yeah, She's about yeah, to tell yeah. us. What's going on in L.A.? Insider secrets of L.A. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So the first thing that she talks about is how she was in a Tyler, the creator video mm -hmm. um, and music video. And she describes this by saying, oh, well, it was warm outside and it was a nice experience. And I was like, well, that's not any tea. What the hell are we doing here? That's how Andy described his Christmas when you asked him. <laughs> yeah, it was warm. The was nice. It was a great experience. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was what her experience was with Tyler, the creator. Cool. But maybe in clip nine, we will find out a little bit more, some better tea about L.A. drama. Another behind the tea is back in the day, I did this Google commercial. Oh, okay. man. Right. Scandalous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting, getting into it. Google commercial, all right. All right, so in clip 10, what happened in that yeah, Google what happened? commercial? The, weather the was people nice. in wardrobe treated me so terribly. Like, I'll never forget that they treated me like... You deserve to be treated? That black girl. Okay. Oh, no. Here we go. Yeah. yeah I mean, no it. offense, but... She doesn't look black to me. No, I know. I didn't even know she was a black girl. <laughs> so when she said that, I was like, she's black? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was very confused as well. Um, but it turns out she is. And everybody okay. treats her like that. And that's very upsetting for her. So that is exactly what was so scandalous about this Google commercial. 
So let's find out what horrible things they did to if her. If I know anything about Hollywood, that they treat black people terribly all the time. All the time. That's what they're always doing in Hollywood. The people who are preaching to us about how to interact yeah. with various members of society. They don't turn over the role of Captain America to black people in Hollywood. No. That doesn't No, happen. they just treat them oh, like okay. shit. Yeah, of course. So what horrible things? They don't change things. the rules for the Oscars yeah. and the I- best picture. Iron Man is a black woman. <laughs> And Captain America is a black man with wings. That's uh, and so so obviously the she's struggle, also suffering. Yes. The struggle is real in of Hollywood. Course. Okay. Yeah. So the real question is, what did they do that was so horrible to her to treat her like she was a black woman? Horrible, I know. Clip eleven. Like they made fun of the fact that I was wearing juicy couture. They were like, "What is that?" Like I was wearing a sweatsuit, and they were like, "What is that?" And I was like juicy couture and they were like <laughs> like that's so 2015 like really mean women it's <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with you being black it yeah. also is so 2015 <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's exactly what that is and they were the wardrobe department of course they were going right. to be assholes about your clothes they were probably assholes to everybody it's a google commercial it's not a sir mix-a-lot video yeah <laughs> So she ends up crying in the dressing room over this experience. <laughs> um, yeah, she this was, is where the drama comes she in. Said, yeah. She said, oh, they put pants on me that didn't fit because they didn't understand how my hips work. And mm-hmm. then I cried in the dressing mm-hmm. room. It was just absolutely awful. So that was the drama portion of this show. And finally, because it What's is... What's her name again? T. T-E-E. Uh, poor, poor T. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It was a really sad time for that her. It seems like a rough day. Yeah. Uh, so we have Christmas love and drama. So we got to get into the love portion of the episode. Um, so let's go ahead and check out clip 13. The gingerbread house. The muffin man. Do you know the muffin man? Who? That live on Drury Lane? I love Shrek. I need to watch that movie. What, bro, what are your guys' favorite Christmas movies? My favorite Christmas movie is like Elf. Elf. Yeah. Will Ferrell. I used to think Will Ferrell was so fine. And what about Halloween candy? What's your favorite Halloween candy while we're at it? Has everyone turned into a bad morning show call-in segment? Yes. Every fucking YouTuber is just trying to pass the time away? Shrek, Shrek is not a Christmas movie, by the way. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. I didn't think of that. She also, I don't know if you caught it at the end there. It kind of got cut off on the clip. She said, Will Ferrell is so fine, not oh, fun. I yeah. Then she that. goes on to talk about how handsome she used to think he was when... Well, he is hot in Elf. That's for sure. He's definitely sexy in that movie. All right. I watched a movie. Gams are out. On Christmas Eve. Go on. Because we were looking for a uh, Christmas movie to watch that we hadn't seen before. And we saw Santa Jaws. Oh, yeah. It's great. Oh, it's terrible. I loved it. Why? What's good about it? I liked the. I liked that a lot of it takes place on land, which I think is really funny. And I liked the... It's at uh, the marina. The whole thing's at the marina. Yeah, but a lot of it's on the docks at the marina. Sure. And then well, I, I'll see, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I like well, there's supposed to be this whole yacht parade yeah, yeah. and there's never a parade. Yeah. The crazy thing about it. Never watch this movie. The movie poster shows a shark with a Santa hat on its fin. And I'm like, all right, that sounds pretty cool. Right. And then there's the lights also. It has lights. In yeah. The yeah. yeah. Too. And then what's crazy about it. I don't know when they shot this at Marina Del Rey, yeah. but. There's nobody else in the movie at any part of it. There's no one in the background. There's no one milling about. It's just the people in the movie the entire fucking time. This is in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's a very highly populated that's area. That's just good location management. Carl. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's just... a credit to the production. They, they, people own a restaurant. They're preparing this giant meal. No one ever shows up. <laughs> and this is all right, because you're a movie person. So I want to ask you about this. Go on. I like bad movies. 
this movie was not a likable bad movie. They actually wanted to make a good movie for some reason. Yeah. They didn't lean into it. They it, it, they were literally trying to make a legit movie for some reason, and it sucked. Yeah, it has the same kind of uh, effect as Birdemic in that way, but I well, like Birdemic, Birdemic is, is much better. Yeah, Birdemic is much better because they're tr- they really swing for the fences yeah. in Birdemic. Well, Liz, if you're going to talk about that, do you want to have somebody trying to make a good movie and succeeding? Do you want to have somebody trying to make a good movie and failing? Or do you want to have somebody trying to make a bad movie on purpose? No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because there's I, definitely I don't like been these those movies campy movies. Where they, you're just yeah, like, it's like it's corny on purpose. And yeah. You can tell. I don't like that. I, I'm with you on that. The problem is, is that the whole premise of this is that this comic book artist, this kid in high school, draws this shark or uh, Santa Claus. Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws. I'm such an idiot. Santa Jaws. And then because of the pen he got from his grandfather, it comes to life. So it's the most nonsensical plot ever. And they treat it like, yeah, this could happen. It's just, it's just not well executed. Okay, so I have a severe phobia of sharks. So I think oh, that that's it played right. well into my extreme, okay. extreme I, phobia. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot about your shark so thing. So it, it works. She checks me. under her bed. Yeah. It's I'm going to start tagging all of my video clips with sharks popping out. Yes, <laughs> you should. I don't like that everybody knows this now. It's out there. Oh, sorry, boy. sorry, I brought it up. Cool, but I had to watch that stupid freaking movie, so I wanted to. I, you chose to watch that stupid freaking. Well, then we movie. watched Scrooge afterwards. So I felt better. That's, That's a great, good. great movie. That's good. That's Where were we with this uh, podcast? Um, still we, going? Were, <laughs> we were in the middle of the love love segment of this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah drama yeah. love and Christmas podcast. She loves Will Ferrell. Uh, yes. Uh, so we are going to continue along with that, and we are going to play a game. Mm-hmm. Um, in clip fourteen. Okay, now we're going to play Smash or Pass while I'm doing this gingerbread house still because I'm, honey, I'm getting it together. Um, Brooke here, she's one of the producers on the show. She's going to be yelling out, like, who I'm going to smash and who I'm going to pass, okay? Okay, let's get into it. Case enough. Oh, Smash or Pass? Kai, I might smash. First off, disclaimer, this game is for if I was single. But yes, she said I don't she was going to smash I, Will Ferrell, so smash, she's just going to smash maybe. everyone, Lady right? K. Smash yeah. pass. Lady K. Smash your pass. Adam 22, Alina. No, I got him fast. She passed on you, dude. Yeah, well, she also passed on Adam 22, so I don't feel as bad now. She played this, this game for like a solid 10 minutes. Did she really? Yeah. Oh my God. Did yeah. she explain why or anything? Just, just, just keeps going rapid fire like nope, that. Nope, rapid fire. Yeah, that's really stupid. She also says that the producer is going to yell the name off the screen and then she's getting handed pictures and that it's just not. She doesn't know what any of these people are. Yeah. So she has to stare she at She pronounced it. the first guy's name wrong. Yeah, I noticed like, that after they had already told her yeah. what it was. Yeah. Or I don't know if she, maybe she pronounced it right and the producer pronounced it wrong. Who knows? I doubt it. We don't know. <laughs> For all I know, it was right. I yeah. have no idea who that was. All right. So finally, she is going to actually try to finish the gingerbread house, which I know oh, okay. is why we are all Thank here. God. Cool. Help me with the gingerbread cookie. Everybody, come help. Put stuff everywhere. This is what it looks like because we need to finish it. I like being on a naughty list. His oldest son used to <laughs> sit to piss. Santa Daddy, can you come and jingle my bell tonight? Woohoo! 
It is now complete. Merry Christmas, everybody. So she had to have everyone else do that for her. Yep, she, she literally not. just put her arms back and went, you guys do this. Yep. I can't do it. The entire crew. The entire crew does absolutely everything for her this whole Must episode. be nice. Yeah. What's she's, that like? She's a success. Yeah. Except for... <laughs> Good point. <Yeah. laughs> Got me there. Except for uh, successfully putting in her clothes that aren't sweatpants. <laughs> right. All right. So that's... Uh, Hot tea is what you brought for the uh, drama category. Yes, that exactly met the requirements of the category. Okay. Let me present to you the podcast that I brought. It's called Omega Star 7. And I'll explain how I found this podcast because I think this is kind of interesting. I went on a subreddit. Someone was asking, what audio drama podcast would you recommend? And the first comment underneath it was, and they put in there what they enjoy. So they put some things they enjoy, like science fiction and stuff. So the first, the first comment underneath in that thread said, because I see both Wolf 359 and science fiction in the things you like, my show, Omega Star 7, a seemingly episodic space opera adventure about three bounty hunters in space trying to survive each other as well as the universe they inhabit. At this point, things are beginning to unravel and the main plot is beginning to reveal itself. It's a full cast with improvised dialogue that was recorded in person intermixed with guest appearances from other podcasters, sometimes playing characters, sometimes dramatized versions of themselves. And I went, oh, that sounds like a hunk of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's check it out. Season four, episode one. Let's get this underway, shall we? Season four. <laughs> Captain's log. First one out of hypersleep. It's only been a decade, but it feels like an eternity. I've been placed on a mission that I've been told is of grave importance. She's the first one out of hypersleep. She's been sleeping for a decade. Feels like an eternity. Well, a decade is a pretty fucking long time to sleep. Right. So that story checks out. The whole captain's log thing is such a cop out. Yeah. It's like, let me set up everything that's going on right now. Yeah. There, there isn't a narrator, but the characters do it for you. That's the thing with these audio dramas. They always have to explain what they're seeing. Holy crap, I can't believe that explosion over there just happened. Yeah. Wow, did you see that? I sure did. That other thing exploded too. I know. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's one of my favorite parts about right. this. Right. My, my new favorite trope that I, I just saw it recently is when they have a uh, an autopsy. What do they call it when you go to the, the morgue? The guy that's doing the autopsy always has to be eating a sandwich while oh, right. he's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Every... He's so nonplussed by yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Oh, same like, old oh, shit every yeah, day. I'm just body, having my lunch. In Night of the Creeps, that's like my favorite. Every single thing that he does, he like opens up a briefcase. There's a sandwich in it. He's yeah. eating it when they're taking away. I yes. love that. They can't not no, do it. I like it. I think it's a mortician. It's played out. Is the word you're looking for. Right? Yes. Well, a mortician is the person who does the work preparing somebody for the funeral. They don't do that part. The other part, medical examiner would be the person who's doing the autopsy. She's well, right. the autopsy, correct? He yeah, was saying the, not the I, autopsy. But I'm the, talking about the autopsy. The guy yeah. that's doing the autopsy is actively eating a ham ham sandwich. That happens too much. It's it's over. Guys, uh, it's over. We're missing Johnny. the point. We're missing the point here. Yes, you your science know, fiction podcast is dramatic. You want to know what the mission is? That's what we need do to know. I want to know what the what, mission is. What is the reason for this decade long? hypersleep in order to get to this deep space area. Lead a crew of scientists far beyond the veil to investigate what is believed to be a derelict cartographer station. 
They are going to investigate a derelict cartographer station. What is a cartographer station? Well, I want to know. Math. I'm already sucked in by this. I'm like, wow, a derelict cartographer station? Yes, you are correct. A cartographer is someone who creates maps. Cartography is map creation. This, though, has nothing to do with maps. It's this ancient civilization of people called cartographers. Pick a different word. Pick a di- Don't use a word that already means something. <laughs> dummies. Are they actually derelict, or uh, is that also just a made-up word that I, has nothing I, to do with I the plot? I think that might actually be accurate. Okay. In this one. All right. W- one for two. That's not bad. Okay. So let's find out. Let's meet some of the characters. Because in any drama, you got to have wacky characters. That's a big part of this, especially audio drama. As you were all well aware, you've been assembled by Astrotechnica to investigate what we believe is a cartographer station hidden light years beyond the borders of the seven systems. We are all well aware of our mission. I know we all got the jitters, but 10 years in hypersleep can really do a number on someone's memory. Besides, we can't all be as brilliant as you, Point Dexter. <laughs> as I was saying... There's space scientists and there's like a redneck guy. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> what? I say, I say. <laughs> it's like, they all have to do their stupid voices and shit. Now, I will say, if I was ever going to do something like this, and I think we should put this on the Wheel of Consequences for the Creep Hop to create our own audio drama podcast, that'd be fun. I would go with this voice, personally. Whatever we find, you can expect that the cartographers have it well protected. I know. From experience. We are approaching our destination. Estimated time of arrival, one hour. That's the guy. That guy's character's name is Graves, played by Chris uh, Basso. That's the voice that's so over the top. There's no nuance to it all. It actually is the reason why Kevin and I, all those years ago, started focusing on Cobra Commander. Because this is a guy who got a lot of voiceover work in the 80s and has no range. Just everything's like, (laughs) screaming about everything. No subtlety, no nuance at all. So that guy quickly became my favorite character. Graves out here. I'm just like, okay, this is cool. So as I'm listening to this, I'm like, well, this has to be for children, right? Like, adults wouldn't listen to this. So I don't silly. know who would listen to this. We are approaching cartographer facility Delta. I want an energy readout on that station. Now. She's talking to a computer. She's like, I want a readout on that station. Now. It's like, well, I was going to wait a minute, but okay. If you say so. It's weird. CF Delta has no conventional energy readouts at this time. Conventional. What in the seven systems do you mean by that? I do not detect any solarium powering this station. I love outer space slang. What in the seven systems are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Judging by the lack of electromagnetic interference, it seems to be running on pure ether. That is unconventional. The cartographers were anything but... Enough talk! Show us the station. Pulling it up on view screen now. Turbo seventy forty nine says blind Mike is screaming coroner right now. Yes, that would be that would be the correct mm-hmm, answer, mm-hmm, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you, much appreciated. You know, producer Chris isn't here today, and uh, it's really showing in our ability to reason and think things out as a group. <laughs> All right, this is where things get crazy. There's this little girl on the spaceship, and there's a pedophile, which I'm like, I'm like, this is weird. I wouldn't have expected this. Now it's getting dramatic. So the pedophile comes over and whips his hog out, and the little girl reacts to this. Wow, it's massive. 
<laughs> and he's on to me. <laughs> Download salami <laughs> protocol. And he's on to me. That was that's supposed to be an adult woman's voice right there. For some reason. I'm not sure what they were going for. Okay. There's a thing that is known as a placeholder. When you're writing a story, a book, a movie, you're not sure what the word is for a thing yet. Yeah. So you put in a placeholder. Yeah. Sometimes, and this actually has happened in legit movies and things, they forget to actually put in a word for that. I think this is one of those examples. You don't think the cartographers booby-trapped the station, do you? They were basically the apex ruling class of the sometime somewhere. They never... <laughs> <laughs> the sometime somewhere <laughs> where and what are we dealing with sometime somewhere yeah. i knew it <laughs> well let me just go get my who gives a shit and, and throw it in the who gives a fuck they never felt the need spoken like someone who's never excavated a cartographer facility what do you mean by that the cartographers went through great lengths to protect their secrets wouldn't you Make sure they were protected. Oh, poppycock. <laughs> Remember I said it was oftentimes improv. I have a feeling the poppycock didn't make it into a script. Maybe it did. I don't know. But uh, wouldn't you lie? <laughs> you can have a second take at this. That's fine. If you, if you fuck it up. Okay. So that little girl I was talking about who was excited about the massive hog. That was a joke. It turns out this is actually a uh, some type of non-human being because they explain what her name is and why. Dexter, or Oz, you're with me. My name is... I know your name. I just can't pronounce it. You got four eyes, don't you? Well, yes, but... Then it's settled. Start analyzing four eyes. So either this creature has four eyes or it's just a girl with glasses. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, that's kind of funny. Come on, four eyes... Uh, my name's Samantha. <laughs> I don't like that name. You're four eyes now. All right, I guess. They call me three legs. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good joke. Wink. <laughs> that was a pretty good joke. I love how much Lucy laughed at that. She's like, she's like no, that that's don't. not even remote. That's true. not true. Oh, exaggeration gets me every time. Now, the, four eyes isn't the only one that has an obvious name on here. And I do appreciate that. I like that names are descriptive because we can't see what's going on. Gunslinger, you get that? Yes. Why do you call him that? What? Gunslinger. Oh, well, isn't that obvious? He slings a gun. Yeah, it actually was obvious. We didn't need any part of that. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just caught him with Gunslinger the whole time and we would have been fine with that. All right, so there's this, um, I think this is a robot. Its name is Bolts. And it seems like, I think we're in the future, it seems like Bolts is non-binary because of the pronouns being used here. Okay. So this is, again, my favorite character, Graves, talking to Bolts. You heard the captain. We're packing it in until tomorrow. Fine by me. But you might want to say it a little louder for Bolts. They've been trying to get the door open for the past 15 minutes. Give it a rest, Bolts. We're going back to the ship. Would you just hold on a second? So am I to understand that robots of the future can be he, she, or they, them, or it? It seems like this is going to get very confusing. If you're like, want me to bring my computer over? Like, yeah, bring it. Uh, um, It's a them. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring them over. It's very offensive to my computer that you would say that. 
Could be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now again, they're describing something and using this most generic general words so that we have no idea what they're talking about. All right, let's get out of here. Well, would you look at that? What is that? It's an artifact. Hey, Cap, we found something. What's that? Graves says it's an artifact of some kind. Okay. <laughs> no idea what that could possibly mean. There's so many different things an artifact could be, but they're like dramatic. It's an artifact. Whoa. All right. Are Good we thing sh- we came here. Are we sure that the artifact doesn't turn out to be a map and that's why they're the cartar- cartographers? Oh, I, probably not. All right. I tried. You find out in season five. Ugh. Hey, look at this. I found a doohickey. Nope. It's a widget. Oh, no, no, no. It's a thingamajob. Yeah. All right. We'll get it over here. Yeah. Okay. It's just garbage. You're just calling it an artifact. Yeah. So, again, I think this is for children. Just the way it's acted, the way it's written. Everything about this seems like it's uh, child friendly. I wouldn't go in there. Bolts, you heard Graves. I'm fine. See? Inside the room. Nope. Uh-oh. Yeah. Seven fucking six. Oh my god, he fucking exploded! What did you do? Born in the insubordination, Captain, but we need to get the fuck out of here right now! What about the artifact? It's not worth it. That was the first time there was any cussing in this show, and he just <laughs> yeah. fucking goes for it. You motherfucking cunt gunslinger, I'll motherfucking murder your dick! Like, whoa, 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 what just happened here? The greater good says, put me back in hyper snooze. (laughs) (laughs) We're almost through it. I promise you that. Okay. So I guess it's not for children. Apparently. Apparently it's for uh, adults. I don't know who would ever listen to something like this. So let's get into uh, some more great acting. We need distance and we need it yesterday. Everybody hang on. Do you mind explaining to me why the station just exploded? We had retrieved an artifact. And that caused a centuries-old space station to self-destruct? If I had to guess, yes. You expect me to believe that? <laughs> I like that. You expect me to believe that? I mean, we're all pocketed at this point, right? <laughs> we're all just believing in all sorts of nonsense. Now you're going to start questioning the narrative on this? I mean, come on. So the bad news is Bolts did not make it through this explosion. Well, not bolts. I know. I'm sorry. I know. I know. Bolts, who we all love. But remember, Bolts was non-binary. It was they. The last time we heard, Bolt is actually acted by a person named Cat Bach. Okay. Which I would imagine the name Cat with a K would be a woman, right? Yeah. Or could it be either? I... Sounded like a woman. To yeah. Me. All right. Well, then this happens. Wait. Where's the engineer? Bolts. He didn't make. What happened to him? He fucking exploded. What? You're losing precious time. I want an entire dissertation on this artifact by the end of the week. So you best get busy. Damn, Corpo. Have a heart. I have three. None of which want to be stuck light years away from civilization. Uh, Oh, literal Carpo. It's just like calling your car she, right? Bolts is a he. Yeah, I know. Then it became a he all of a sudden. Ah, that's too bad, though. The Bolts didn't make it through the first episode. I already forgot who had the big hog. <laughs> there was no hog. That was a joke. Come on. There was no pedophile on board. I set that whole thing up. Who was your favorite guy? Iso. My favorite guy 
was Graves. Graves, yes. yeah. He's a guy who's like, oh, everything's fucked up, bro. Fucking motherfucking shit. The fuck. George T. Scott mm-hmm. getting it in the groin. Football yes. in the groin. <laughs> <laughs> My groin. All right, this is the last clip I have. For whatever reason, what you're about to hear plays at the end for over three minutes. Oh, no. I guess they're trying to pad their runtime or something like that. Yeah, it just does like that kind of random space music yeah. or whatever that Sounds is. Sounds like a load screen for a video game. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we've learned from Trisha Paytas is that you need like eight minutes between mid rolls. So they probably, if they played that for three minutes, they could probably put another ad into the episode. There's no ads in these episodes. Oh, well, that makes sense because it's terrible. Yeah, because no one's listening to <laughs> yeah. it. So who would want to advertise on it? Right. All well, right. that, that doesn't make sense at all why that would go for three minutes. No, it makes no sense. So uh, my podcast in the drama category is Omega Star 7. If you want to vote for Lucy Tightbox. Great science fiction show. She brought hot tea. And Andy brought who the hell shat at my wedding when we got gay married on that boat. Yeah. No, what was it called? <laughs> who shat on the floor at my wedding. Who shat on the floor at my wedding. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. All right, at this time, it is the... Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. And uh, we have a couple cringe of the weeks this week. The first one is coming in from Nick Tucker, who found our boy Tommy from MSCS Media. Oh. Talking to that like billionaire guy. He's had him on the show a couple times now. Okay. And so he's talking to the billionaire guy about, I think, I've only heard this context. I think what's happening is Tommy's talking about the rules around the way you interview women now. There's there's a lot of rules about what questions you can ask. Like one of the big things that I, I remember this from uh, owning a business. Oh, Kurt Ford, I'm owning a fucking business again. <laughs> one of the things I remember oh, okay. is you really can't talk about like, so you're going to get pregnant anytime oh, soon? Oh, yeah, yeah. How are you married? How, how long far along are you? Yeah. yeah. You can't ask, well, especially now, how far along are you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought, uh, Tommy had it just took it to the next level here. And on paper, if you're five percent of this paper, you're a billionaire. Five percent. And the fact that you can no longer ask if a woman has their periods, it's nuts in big business. Well, you, uh, allegedly, you should have never asked that. Oh, but, you should never. You know, but uh, w- one of my final questions is, ma'am, 
sir, doctor, you know. You can't have, and the fact you came as a woman, she's not the fucking rag anymore. Yeah. That's frowned upon. You can't That's ask. Ridiculous. You just tell a woman you're PMSing. <laughs> yes. It's not a question. I love that. The billionaire's like, well, yeah, no, you, that's never been a thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> You don't ask, are you on the rag? You say, what are you on your rag? Yeah, that's the way you ask It's an accusation, question. not a question. Correct. All right, so our other cringe of the week comes in from our boy Adam Thoreau. Toy Man and Fishy is the name of this show. And Adam explains that uh, the one guy gets a little horned up and then gets his uh, comeuppance from this. Stand up. Stand up for a minute. Just stand up for a minute. Just stand up. Stand up for a minute. Stand up for a minute. Turn this way. Which way? What? We're going to massage the booty. (laughs) I can't see it anyways. Oh, jeez. Turn it just the camera down. Whoa! (laughs) Down goes perfect. Down goes pervert. The bottom doesn't even give a shit. He's so not paying attention. So. That's our oh, cringe of the week. This trying week. to slip her like a digit again. Thanks, everybody. Remember that when you hear or see something that's uh, cringeworthy, send it into the show so that we can play it as cringe of the week. We appreciate that. Nick Tucker, Adam Thoreau, sending some cringes in for us. Also, I want to promote the fact that I fucking followed through with something. No way. Wow. I swear to God. The holiday song parody contest. I said we would make an album, and that is available on our YouTube page. Check out the 2023 Holiday Song Parody Contest video on YouTube. All the credits are given. And uh, it really is a fantastic album, the way that it came out. Just listening to it yesterday. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. I saw a lot of people were listening to it was they're wrapping gifts and having family over. And they're like, everybody shut up. We got to listen to the WATP Song Parody Contest. Shut up, Grandma. Yeah. Try to listen to this. Grandma, do I have to explain every reference in this song to you? Because you're not laughing. What's going on? So Chad Zumach is this loser. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Let me break it down for you. So anyway, check that out. That is out there. And uh, I'm really happy with how all that came out. And I really appreciate all the people who contributed to that. Obviously, our winner, Ben Hilton, who has three songs on that album. And they're all fantastic. Uh, the more I listen to it, the more, and I didn't vote for it, number one at the time, but that Bruce Springsteen is really, it's John Will one. Turn Your Bed Sheets to Brown is. That was my favorite too. Yeah. That, right. that is a good one. <laughs> that intro. He's just like, it's not many. I love <laughs> yeah, that part. It's great. All right. Speaking of turning things to shit. You know, it's no different than, you know, a police officer running to the scene of a crime or a firefighter running into a burning building. It's what I do. (laughs) Tom Myers does a show called Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. And it's really good stuff. He writes a monologue for every single episode. You know, I hate this guy. And it's great, Andy, because he talks about what's going on in politics here in the U.S., Mm -hmm. something that Andy follows very closely. (laughs) So he understands all the players that are involved in this. And now, Andy, I, I was being facetious. You obviously don't follow politics all that closely. I don't blame you for that. It's a waste of everybody's time. But you do know that our current president, is old, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, you know that. <laughs> Sometimes I think that's all I know about so politics. Joe, Joe Biden is an old guy. And he kind of displays he's an old guy from time to time. So this is back on November 30th, right after the Thanksgiving break, because that's the most recent episode of this. And uh, we got some really good Biden is old jokes to start the show off. 
Hello, and welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Joe Biden celebrated his 81st birthday. He made several jokes about his age. Of course, he had to clean them up a bit for the White House press score. So as a result, he didn't tell dad jokes, but great granddad jokes. And that's the only dad joke I'm telling this whole season, I promise. <laughs> that was a meta dad joke because Tom declared that that was a dad joke about a dad joke. You don't seem impressed. It was horrible. You don't look as impressed as you should be. Honestly, for Tom Myers, that was pretty good. Oh, I God. Really? Oh, man. I mean, I'm, not, the most I'm, not, giving, I'm not giving him any <laughs> oxygen for anything that he does. But, I mean, at least I got it. Okay. In that speech, I remember when this happened because this made big news, big headlines around the world. I mean, obviously, we have a war going on in Europe. There's another one in the Middle East. And the big news was... Biden didn't know the difference between Britney Spears and Taylor Swift. He commented about a concert down in Brazil and he said, Britney, <laughs> it's Britney, bitch. I think it's what he said. And everyone's like, well, no, it was a Taylor Swift concert where someone died waiting in line for the. But anyway, Tom Myers got a great joke for this. Biden's age became a bit of an issue online when during the annual Thanksgiving turkey pardoning, he confused Britney Spears with Taylor Swift. I'm only 40, but I find that easy to do as I've masturbated to both. <laughs> I figure that makes up for the one dad joke that I'll do all season. <laughs> Call back. So you use girls you jerk off to easily. Is that a thing? Oh, well, he doesn't get laid. He jerks off to everybody. Yeah, I know. It's, and that's why I'm like, I don't even get why that's. All right. That's yeah. exactly why he confuses Britney with Carl. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it, I guess. All right, let's 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 talk about Argentina just elected a libertarian president, which obviously Tom refers to as far right, and uh, this is his joke for that. Argentina elected Javier Malay, a far right candidate, as its president. If you've never seen Javier Malay and you want to know what he looks like, just imagine Johnny Cash and Ted Nugent had a baby. And then laced its formula with PCP. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> All right. You guys following that? So we got we got Johnny oh, Cash yeah. and Ted Nugent, and they lace the formula with PCP. This is that what. looks like the dude from the match game with the gay guy from the what's that guy's name? Oh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, why can I never think of his name? I watch the match Not game Paul Lynn, all the, the time. Other, I know it's, it's the other one. Name. That's who that looks like. So, yeah. I'm I, moving to Argentina. That's like the dumbest joke, too. You're like, this guy looks like this guy and that guy if they were doing this thing. Yeah. You could do that for anything, anytime. It's never funny, especially this time. It did not work at all. All right. Let's get into more ejaculation jokes. That's Thank you. That's what we all want to hear. That's why we come to Todd Myers. Malay once described himself as a tantric sex instructor who once went three months without ejaculating. That's nothing. This country can do better. If you believe Stormy Daniels, Trump hasn't ejaculated since conceiving Barron. <laughs> and even then, a turkey baster was involved. <laughs> For legal reasons, I have to say that's not true to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> I'm just glad the affect is back. Hey, so funny. Daniels. <laughs> She'll even tell you she will. They're after me lucky charms. So that last thing wasn't even a joke. And 
these people are so trained to just laugh at everything that Tom says. Yeah. And just for legal reasons, I have to say that I don't know if that's true. <laughs> what? That might have been a joke. Maybe it was. Maybe that was a joke, and I just don't get Tom's sense of humor. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm the only one who's not getting all these hilarious All this time, lines. it's just that you don't get it. I'm the idiot, obviously. Everybody else is digging this Tom Myers train. With. Now, around this time, there was that car at the Rainbow Bridge in Niagara Falls that they the accelerator wouldn't stop going. They couldn't hit the brakes for whatever reason. This car just went flying Dukes of Hazard style into a building and exploded. I mean, aside from people dying, it was very cool. And uh, Tom has a joke about that. A car exploded on the Rainbow Bridge at the Canadian border near Niagara Falls. It's almost as if someone said they wanted to go over the falls in a barrel and someone else said, here, hold my Molson's and watch this. <laughs> Get it? So I, you didn't laugh, but I'll explain it to you because it always makes it funnier. Um, Molson is a style of beer they brew in Canada. Called Molson Canadian, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you do know about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised you weren't laughing then because, you know, typically when you want to one-up someone, you go, hey, hold my beer. Yeah. And then you one-up them. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Come on in, buddy. Our buddy uh, Circus Midget's in town and is visiting us. You can sit where Welcome. producer Chris normally sits when you get a chance and hang out, find some headphones. What's going on, buddy? Not too much. Not too doing? much. Yeah. Good to see you. Being back here in lovely New York. <laughs> where are you living now? Austin, Texas. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. How's that? Different. Crime-ridden? Um, a little bit. <laughs> Lately, especially. Yeah? Yeah. This is called Catching Up with Circus Midget. It's exactly. a new segment we're doing here. Now, when that story first came out, it was originally reported that there could have been a terrorist plot. Yeah. You remember that? Yes. They go, I... a car blew up on the Rainbow Bridge, and they shut down all the border crossings. We didn't know what was going on. Yes. <laughs> I, I instantly was like, There's, this is the worst planned terrorist attack ever. Yeah. What you do is detonate it in the middle of the bridge. Yeah. And then you start shooting people <laughs> on the bridge. You don't detonate it right. off to the side yeah. before you even get on the bridge. It was clearly. So you, you saw right through this whole thing. You went, this, this is not the terrorist. This is not what I my saw... plan was at all. <laughs> yeah, I saw right. what CNN was trying to tell me. Well, according to Tom Myers, Fox was the one who was sharing this bogus news. And I want you to hear the joke he came up with for this. Listen for the word economy. I wish he would have shoved a few more words into this one. It would have made it way funnier. Investigators said there was no sign of terrorism, but that, of course, didn't stop Fox from trying to push the theory. It boggles my mind how they can even report these kinds of things with a straight face. Canada is becoming a haven for terrorism. It starts with us importing Alex Trebek, Jim Carrey, and the kids in the hall. That's how they soften us up. Now they're going after our rainbow bridge. Tomorrow it's the duty free. I guess that's the joke because he stopped talking. I mean, any of that could have been the end of the punchline right there. Obviously, it would have been a, a terrorist attack on the LGBTQ community because it was the Rainbow, the Rainbow Bridge. Bridge. Right. I see what you did there. But all of the news, <laughs> the 24-hour news cycle, is they're all running to scoop each other, even yes. if their facts are completely off base. Correct. Yes. But uh, pretty good stuff, though, from Tom Myers. He mentioned, um, you know, Canada's been working on this for decades. <laughs> all those Canadians. Yeah. Coming Evil. To, Can't you know be trusted. That? You guys know Alex Trebek's Canadian? Pretty good stuff, huh? Oh, man. You I wish you would have named a few more Justin examples. Justin Trudeau is yeah. Fidel Castro's son. <laughs> I, did, I did know that, actually. That's 
neither here nor there. <laughs> You're the one that told me that. Are you guys ready for the? Are you guys ready for the most obvious joke ever? I bet you are. Yes. The Rolling Stones announced they will tour the U.S. next year, and that the tour will be sponsored by AARP. In other news, Chris D'Elia will go on a tour next year, and it will be sponsored by the National Sexual Assault Hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Because Crystal has been accused of. Yeah. Okay. Moving Nambla. <laughs> Sponsored by Nambla. It's easier to say. Yeah. Tom. Would have been would have been a better punchline, probably. A little punchier than the way they get to go with that. Him. So. Love Tom. He's great. What what I love about Tom get is out. <laughs> what I love about Tom Myers is when you do a monologue, you end on your strongest joke. You get the applause going, and then all right, we're moving on to the next thing. I'm gonna go sit behind my desk and we'll do a wacky stunt. No. Tom decides to use the worst joke he has. It's the biggest stinker and then transition into the show. The new Tesla truck is going to be bulletproof. This is a security measure due in part that someone may see Elon Musk driving one. (laughs) And on that note, on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen and Gina Brown. Oh, yay, Jeff Heisen. Welcome back. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. I'm finally realizing what he's doing wrong with these introductions. He's treating it like it's a stand-up show. So he's going, all right, and now bring it up next. We got Jeff Heisen. You're like, there's no audience here. It's just a show you're doing. <laughs> but yeah. I just heard say clapping and applause. They're, went, they're pointing themselves. Yay. They're pointing themselves. Yay. Everybody, loose your tight box, everyone. Let's, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> let's hear I it. I liked it. I liked it. Get a load of those cans. Yeah. Oh, so Jeff comes in, and he takes a giant swig. He's like, okay, uh, not my turn to talk. I got something for Sweet. us. And this is, again... Just a lot of words, and he thinks it's going to land with this big punchline, and it gets nothing, and deservedly so. Well, Tom, I want to perform a public service for listeners of this podcast for the second straight year. Oh, what did I do now? Well, because undoubtedly, there is a great overlap between the number of listeners between Tom Myers versus the rest of the world and HBO's The Gilded Age. (laughs) The Gilded Age has an official podcast, which is hosted by Tom Myers. So, folks, that is not this Tom Myers. They are spelled differently, and the subject matter of these shows is different. How long have you been waiting to crack out that gem? So because there's another guy named Tom Myers, um, there's probably a bunch of people named Tom Myers in the world, I would imagine, who also hosts a podcast... Jeff Heisen's like, you guys won't believe this. There's another show hosted by Tom Myers. Now, different Tom Myers, even spelled differently. Great joke. Yeah. Good stuff there. Jeff, thanks for that. <laughs> There's also another age called the Gilded Age. It was all very confusing. It's all very confusing. <laughs> Jeff. All right. So Tom's talking about his family got together for Thanksgiving. And I don't know if you know this. Tom's family is white. Don't hold that against him. Tom already does. But he was very proud of them this Thanksgiving. Um, I found it uh, interesting. Um, I was getting together with my family. Uh, of course, you know, I was raised in a pretty uh, somewhat suburban area of uh, of the state of Maryland. We're like a somewhat slowly like reddening dot in the great in the great blue wave that is uh, that is the state of Maryland. But I noticed that in our large uh, family gathering that we had. Uh, it was a table full of 
uh, white people, and not one of them had a positive thing to say about Donald Trump. So I was quite I was quite taken aback by that. I'm going to make an observation. <laughs> First off, not all white people like Donald Trump. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I've met a ton of white people who don't like Donald Trump. That is a thing that exists in the world. Secondly, I can imagine that if you're in Tom Meyer's family, you don't want to bring up politics at all. Because oh, this God, asshole no. will then start talking about politics. Right. And fuck that noise. <laughs> you know, I can imagine Tom's just like, so anyone here voting for Trump? They're just like, no, Tom, no one's voting for Trump. Um, the weather's nice today. Did you guys catch the ball game? Yeah, Ravens look good this year. Yeah. What do you guys think? I assume he was sitting at the kids' table. <laughs> yeah. Do I hear you guys talk about Trump over there? No, Tom, no one's bringing up Trump. He's boring. <laughs> Let's talk Pokemon. What All if right. that's where he got his start? Like his family, somebody in his family convinced him that he was funny and he started to, well, you know. Actually, I'm going to show you where he got his start because he's going to go back and talk about his family dynamics. And we're going to learn why Tom is such a Democrat. He is a liberal Democrat, and that's all he ever talks about. And I think this is probably why. And the weird thing is, is that my dad has been like Mr. Republican since like I've known him. Like he was like Nixon, oh. Ford, Reagan, all the way up through Romney. And then oh, he's rebelling against his dad. Oh, yeah. it's Tom's origin. Story. See, my dad listened to classical music and opera, and I played in a punk rock band. So I understand <laughs> this. I get it. Yeah, take that. Fuck you, dad. You fuck you, dad. I vote for Clinton. <laughs> not this house. You're not. <laughs> when Trump ran for office and then during his term, when he started saying native things about the military, my dad was a combat veteran and uh, served for uh was on and off in the service for 30 years that's kind of what what turned him off to trump i don't necessarily know that my dad's progressive but <laughs> he's he's like me the only thing that's uh uh progressing with him is uh is our aches and pains that we have as we get older but i was like you know dad's kind of he's he's softening his shell we'll take it we'll take it i'm glad he worked some comedy into that <laughs> when <laughs> that uh you know progressing joke oh okay i got it i got it he's not progressive but we're progressively Progress. getting more oh, yeah, sore no. yeah. in our joints he gets no less painful to listen to like, it's always the same and i always <laughs> love it i don't know why that is i got one more for you he's gonna come out with a gem of a protest joke now this is before this happened but i don't know if you guys saw this or before christmas i think it was christmas eve maybe the day before that the pro Palestinian protesters decided to block the entrance to O'Hare Airport in Chicago. And that's a dick move. That's not going to win anyone over for your cause if, like, oh, now Christmas is ruined for me and my family. Thanks, protesters. I had so much to do with Israel's response. So thank you for fucking up my, my life. Cr- my Christmas. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, great. So anyway, this is actually kind of relevant based on that just happening. In my younger days, I was quick to take to the streets and protest whenever I saw something going on that was unjust and needed to be rectified by a petition for the redress of a grievance. As I get older, though, I find it more difficult for me to engage. In fact, the last time I stopped traffic and caused a scene, it wasn't a protest. My girlfriend and I simply decided not to pull into an empty parking lot before she gave me a hand job in her open convertible. Nobody would touch his dick. <laughs> no one ever touched his dick. That's the yeah, thing. That's a fictional girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. that's the, could you imagine writing that joke down and going, yeah, I'll probably say this on my next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that one worked. That one, I liked this it. This one works. 
I just couldn't believe where that got to. You've done it again, Myers. <laughs> Talking is to the, himself. Is the convertible part of it even that necessary on this one? He's painting a picture. Yeah, he's painting a picture of his dick. <laughs> I don't need to know about that. It's quite disturbing. I know a lot more about his car than I do his dick right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. No one knows anything about his dick, so you're not alone in that. The car's fake. The girlfriend's fake. It's all fake. Dick is fake. fake. <laughs> His erection is fake. <laughs> I want to bring up what, what was going on. So Kevin Brennan did a show on Christmas Day. Because that's what people who that have families That's what do. people that can't interact with another human being sure. do. Yeah, they got on YouTube on Christmas Day. So then on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas Day. He's hoping to have Chad Zumach come on his show. So Chad's got the link and he's waiting for uh, for Chad to hop on the show. But uh, I hope he's available. <laughs> but Chad's not there right away. So wow. then Kevin, you know, it's just him and Adam. And he's like, what are we going to do? Maybe we can snipe Opie. That might be fun. So this is Kevin attempting to snipe Opie. Kevin can't do this. He has no idea how to make this entertaining. He does this the same way that Chad Zumach does it, where he just sits there and just watches a show. Or, and he's got this look on his face. <laughs> if he's even paying attention. Yeah. If he's even paying attention. So what I decided to do here is, this is a longer clip, but I waited until Kevin said something. Just a word. I just wanted him to say a word yeah. while he's watching Opie, yeah. because the whole point of sniping is transforming Yes. You're trying to comment on what you're seeing and why it sucks. Trying to start a fight with uh, who, who this time, Kevin? What's his face? I don't, I don't know. Matthew Perry. <laughs> All right, so now they pulled up they Opie pulled show. Did, we did a podcast with Lee Abamonte, right? Yeah, and he's the youngest guy to hit every fucking country in the world. <laughs> and me and Jeff is really funny, man. <laughs> what is he saying now? I never seen someone who could use a drug habit more than I. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we were convinced that if you're traveling that much, you got to be CIA. You got missions all over. Because, like, we, well, we have a friend, and he comes to New York. And all of a sudden, like, he's, you know, he's supposed to be for uh, in New York City for a long weekend. And all of a sudden, he's like, I got to go. Leaves all his shit behind. It's still in our closet. And he just goes. And without getting into more specifics, you know, next thing you know, he's like on a professional hockey team in Australia. I'm like, what? <laughs> guys, we're a minute into this clip. <laughs> so far, all that's happened is Kevin did a fake laugh about something that was stupid on Opie's show. Again, very Chad Zumach esque, and is just kind of watching this show, not really sure. Sipping his coffee. What to say about it. So, yeah, all right, I'm just going to keep letting it play. Looking down what at their phones. What is going on? Well, he's now you know where to send his shit. Right. Well, he's, yeah, without giving it away. We, we know him very well, but, but he never told us what he did. He, so he was a traveler, and uh, if I was a betting man, I would say he's absolutely uh, CIA. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. If you absolutely. Like those uh, books about the CIA guys, they just have random friends in random places that they, you know, acquaintances have a beer and a dinner, get right. my stuff, see in a few weeks, and then just... And, and most gone. CIA guys, you, you will never know they were in the CIA. Never, because that's the code, too. Yep. You don't talk about it ever, even after you're retired. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, this is hard for me to sit here and watch Opie yeah. and not comment on it, but I'm just waiting for Kevin to do something. I forgot anything. Kevin I was, was even there. I'm like, right. Focused on how Opie stupid now. Opie sounds. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, we're watching Opie. Opie. When You're did right. that happen? It's an yeah. Opie clip. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was pretty convinced. And now he's just kind of hanging out in Philly. Like, wait, what's going on, man? What happened to all your all, all the trips? The trips are done now. What do you mean? Yeah. I will point out that, you know, Opie brings up the random chat nonstop throughout mm. the show. Every single chat he's brought up the last five or six have been referring to Kevin Brennan sniping him. So it's all people who are going over to their show because yeah. Kevin's now sniping him. Because I was watching this in real time. Opie had 35 live viewers. It's just a pathetic number of viewers that he, I know you look sad for Opie. I get it. I get it. It's pathetic. (laughs) So just the fact that Kevin, he's not even doing anything, but the fact that he's sniping at least adding something to Opie's show, not adding to Kevin's show. (laughs) It's detracting from Kevin's show, but at least it's adding to Opie's. (laughs) I thought he liked traveling. (laughs) So I don't know. Crazy shit. Um, Damn. Yeah, but why? Like, what, what happened to you growing in? up that all of a sudden you decided I needed to uh, yeah, I never travel tra- the world? I never traveled like a the real proper interview. But we used to when you started. So that was Adam. Uh, Adam finally feels like we should do something, <laughs> yeah, right? Probably, somebody should say all right. something. Kevin still has not said anything. I started, I don't want to say profession, but hard <laughs> like eight years ago. Right. But besides that, I never, tra- I've never been on a plane until Cancun in high school. Never traveled anywhere in my whole life. And, and now then it's like, I went to the first trip was uh, Ollie's, Kevin Brennan. I went to like Iceland and then Ollie's. You went to Iceland? So that was the first time he spoke. Yeah. I don't even know what he was talking about. Ollie's. I don't know. Maybe he was reading a chat or something. He just did not do a good job of interacting with that whatsoever because the point was to have Chad Zumach on and rip on Chad Zumach to his face and Chad didn't show up. Chad had an interesting day on Christmas. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't communicate with Chad all that often, as you guys probably know. Really? But I did get an email from him on Christmas Day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. So so random. So Christmas Day, I look at my email and I see no subject line. And it just says, the Browns will win the wild card. The Bills will fail again. Merry Christmas, Carl. Yeah. So he's getting drunk and he's mad. He's like, fuck Carl. And from the ghost of career future. (laughs) And then I found out because I'm texting with Tukey that he was also messaging Tukey on Christmas Day, too. So Chad is just alone in his shitty apartment by himself, depressed. (laughs) He's got nothing going on in life and sending out messages to people he hates, trying to fuck with people. And I, I responded, I go, yeah, the Bills are going to let me down. I know that already. I've, I've been a Bills fan a long time. <laughs> yeah. I, get it. I love he's going to think he's going to get me with that. Oh, how dare you? And just so you know, Chad, they might both make a wild card. It's very possible. They're both in the wild card currently. Mm-hmm. So you never know. So drunk, he forgot his subject line. Just he, he fired never, it off. He never put the subject line in. I don't know why. Oh, it's his calling card. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's, that's his thing for some reason. Okay. So uh, this goes on for another minute or so. And I just want to take you to the end of when Kevin decides to stop sniping Opie. I speak it. Sarcastic. Do I get props for speaking it? Wait, what do you what can you say? Okay, I can't. I can't. Give me a rap. Uh, A rap? Anything. I can't. We know. (laughs) You didn't do anything. I can't. I mean, Ron, the waiter's not even there. I can't. I try. Yeah, he literally can't. He's he's acting like I just can't today. But no, you literally can't do it. You don't know how to do this, Kevin. This isn't the thing you do. You read super chats. That's what you do. You can't respond and react to clips. You're terrible at yeah, it. He's trying to act like it's Opie's fault that right. he had nothing to say about it. Yeah. But was... he also said that he tried. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I can't. He did nothing. And it's people think that this is really easy. I I hear it all the time. You know, Opie likes to say that what we do is super easy. 
But you see Chad, Kevin, Brennan, Stuttering John. None of them can turn any of this into transformative content. They all end up just watching the clips. Yeah. And then like either repeating what the person said. Certainly like voice. Not live on the spot. It's It's much harder. Very hard. Yes. At least this we can watch and like think of something to say and bring it to the show. Yeah. Trying to like jump in live and get in the mix and make it entertaining. I mean, Kevin Brennan is a funny guy. Even he can't do it. Correct. It's very hard to do, but it's very easy to do because there's no prep involved. You just pull right. up who's live right now. Oh, Opias, let's watch this. Oh, it's lazy as it's fuck. It's lazy Skyping as fuck. The laziest That's the format. thing. So when we actually prep a show and we have clips and there's reasons to talk about them, we have a narrative, there's a story going on around these clips. We're talking about Chad emailing us because he's a loser. <laughs> I have to find a show about <laughs> shitting on the floor, yes. fail to send the clips properly, then right. redo it. Do you know how lot, hard that is? There's a lot of work involved <laughs> in this. So the reason why I bring this up is because for whatever reason, Kevin decided to DM me a couple days before Christmas, and he was showing me screen grabs of how many live viewers there were on Shuli's show, and there were 1,500 on one show, and then 1,200 on one that I was on. And so his whole thing was like, oh, it looks like you have fewer viewers when you're on the show than another time. And Kevin's whole thing has been for months now that Shuli buys views. So I sent him back a note and I explained to him that when you're dealing with such small sample sizes, statistically, there's going to be pretty large fluctuations. It has to be. You're not going to have 14, 28 every fucking time. I know. I had to take live. my kids to soccer. Yeah. Sorry. Some people can watch it that time. Some people can't. <laughs> Whatever. But his whole thing is that he's got this premise where he's he thinks that they're buying viewers. And I guess he wanted to prove that to me or show me I wasn't good at broadcasting because I wrote back and I explained <laughs> that to him. And then I wrote, and this was on Christmas Day, I wrote this to to him, and I said, by the way, Merry Christmas. So he responded to me, and he made fun of my broadcasting ability. So I'm going to put that portion of our DMs (laughs) up on the screen as we watch Kevin Brennan, after that abortion of a segment (laughs) with Opie, watch this dead air. So it it's says, not for everybody. So it says, got it. Keep churning out the SJ content. You must be proud as a broadcaster. <sighs> Kevin, you're staring down at your phone. Uh, Adam is staring at the is. chat or something, pretending <laughs> to be busy. Is he texting you this live on the air on there's, his show? <laughs> there's no super chats coming in. There's nothing happening. I am not manipulating this in any way. Let's see if I heard back from Chad. Let's see if I heard back from Chad. We got to get something going. There's nothing going on. <laughs> This is sad. This is pathetic. pathetic. Mm -hmm. This is bad. This is very bad. What are you doing, Kevin? Aren't you embarrassed? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll say something. That show, (laughs) Sebastian show, Boogie is actually good. All right, I don't know what we're going to do today. Uh, I can't. I I don't really have it in me to snipe and. uh... Apparently. Yeah, obviously. So I can't, I try. Zumok didn't show up. So now they don't know what to do. So this is what they come up with as far as what to do on this show. Uh, I'm going to carpet bomb the link. And just yeah, really send, stuttering John, stay, send stuttering John the link. Cause, uh, 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 I told Joey, see, uh, he's threatening me and, or I'm even confused. So, uh, carpet bomb the link. Send it out to everyone. We got to get somebody on the show. They're so desperate. They've done no prep. They don't know what they're going to do. Chad didn't show up. So now they don't know what to do. So they send it out to everyone. Now, if there's one thing I know about stuttering Jen, 
It's that he'll never go on MLC ever again. He has stated this many times. He's very upset with Kevin Brennan. And there's no way he would do that show, even though he wanted to get Bob Spot on there as the second mic. He then decided that, no, Kevin Brennan's a piece of shit. He'll never, ever do that show. He'll never show up on that show. And then this happens after he gets the link. Oh, Oh, we got a special guest. What the fuck? (laughs) What's up, John? What is it? Is this a fake uh, stuttering John? I just want to say Merry Christmas to you both. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. I hope you all have. John, how can you be mad (laughs) at me? I don't, I don't watch your show, but people are saying you're mad at me. How can you be mad at me? I don't do Ugh. anything to you, and people are basically paying their rent and mortgages off of you, and I don't make a dime off of you. Uh, what? Is it? Sorry. Are you stuttering, John? Last I checked. Okay, so I don't make any money off of you. Carl and Julie and Bob pay their rent based uh, based off of your content. But you have a problem with me? How is that possible? What did I do? <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, what did you do? Well, I'll tell you what you did. Okay. Thank God. Because <laughs> he's going to come on here after he's been talking all this shit about Kevin Brennan for months. And Kevin's like, oh, you showed up. We sent you the link and you actually showed up. What, what's your problem with me? And John's just like, oh, I have a problem with you. Oh, yeah, 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 I do have a problem with you. <laughs> so you know what he's going to do next. He's going to go off on Kevin for not paying him the $100 that Kevin owes him Ugh. for sniping Shuley. Remember, he even mm-hmm. drove home from the pub in order to do that, and Kevin never paid him. Or or, or he's going he's gonna to tell him off for only giving me $100 the last time he made an appearance on MLC. Because if you guys remember, that's the amount of money he wipes his ass with Yeah, yeah. is $100. <laughs> and John went off on Kevin for weeks about only getting $100 and how insulting that was. And he's worth so much more than that. Or, no, hold on a second. That's right. John hates Kevin Brennan and Adam Hineker. He was going off on them for the way they were bullying Kate Meany. <laughs> and he was so upset on Kate Meany's behalf that he's definitely going to really lay into them. For what they said to Kate Meany, the way they treated her on there, let's see what John decides to go after them about. You um, lost an argument to me about how you have to have a stand-up special to be a real comedian. And you said to me, name one real comic that doesn't have a a comedy special. And I said, okay, Jay Leno. (laughs) Okay, okay, so, okay. so Tosh. Huh? Yeah, Daniel Tosh has multiple specials. What are you talking about? Why does he think Daniel <laughs> Tosh doesn't have a stand-up special? So that's what John was all upset about, is that Kevin sent out a tweet saying, if you don't have a special, you're not a real comedian. John doesn't have a special, so he took, you know, he was he was upset with that. And he goes, Jay Leno doesn't have one. So there you go. So that's why John was upset, because he won an argument against Kevin Brennan. Not all the other things he's been upset about, fake upset about, with Kevin Brennan these past months. Well, I'm glad now they can finally squash it, right? Right. And this is where John starts kissing Kevin's ass. The guy that he's been going off on nonstop. <laughs> like, they, like he really hates Kevin Brennan. He's going after Adam. They're all pieces of shit. And all of a sudden, John loves Kevin again. And far, you know, as far as you go, you know, that idiot Vince <laughs> Sorry, Lawyer pause it real who? quick. Yeah. When you were saying they were going to carpet bomb the link yep. and see who showed up. Stevie I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to guess Stevie Lou. Yep. Stevie uh, Lou shows up Jesus next. Christ. Surprise. And far, you know, as far as you go, you know, that idiot Vince Lawyer asked me, who would you say, besides your own show, has the best shows? And I said, Kevin Brennan's show, MLC. And then I said, 
And then I said, uh, fucking fatty patties. So hold on a second. Every time we brought up to John that Patrick Melton went after his kids more than anyone else, John goes, I don't know who that is. I don't know where his show is. I wouldn't even know where to find that. Patrick who? What are you talking about? Now he's saying his favorite shows are Misery Loves Company, a show that he says he'd never go on ever again. He doesn't watch. And Patrick Melton's Nobody Likes Onions. It's a Christmas miracle. It sounds like he's a liar. I don't think I can take him seriously anymore. So th- those were the three shows I said were the best shows. So I don't know where you're getting all this, you know, you know that I hate you. I don't like. I don't know where you're getting that from. You don't. Well, well I mean, you have me blocked everywhere, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and anytime I and say, any, I, listen, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I can't watch every show, but people are I saying think that you're the most entertaining out of. I mean, like the oh. the fucking shit wire is so bad. See, these people have no credibility because John's been on his show talking about how much he hates Kevin Brennan and how unfunny he is and how bad this show is for months now. And then as soon as he gets the link, he's right back to kissing Kevin's ass. You're the best. You're killing it. Dude, he's lonely and miserable on Christmas. Well, Uh, I mean, John's actually with family. He's in his mom's house right here. He'd already done a podcast. Mom, it seems pretty quiet there. (laughs) He'd already done a podcast this day and then (laughs) hops on. He started drinking at one because he was doing his podcast at one o'clock in the afternoon and drinking. And now it's five o'clock and he's uh, he's on with uh, Kevin Brennan. Hey, I was drinking at one on Christmas. No, this is no, the day uh, after Christmas. Houses. Oh, it this is, is not oh, okay. Christmas Day. Oh, so he's it's back on a day normal after, schedule. It's even then. more pathetic than Tuesday. Oh, fuck. I know. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All of this is wildly pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. All right, but John brings it. That's the one thing about starting John as a guest. You have to remember is that yeah, you can say John's not good at this show, and lately the show has just turned into him yelling about the shit wear and Lady Kmart, and it gets old and repetitive. But when John wants to roast someone, remember he always says he can look someone up and down, and he'll have five jokes ready to go. So he looks over at Stevie Lou, and he goes, "Oh, I got this motherfucker." And a girl it looks like he borrowed freaking Carl Hamburger's shirt from his fucking promo. Oh. Is that from the Carl oh. Hamburg uh, Lady collection? Kmart? I do look like I should Lady have some wood panels behind me right K-more. now. Twice We're doing go. it. <laughs> right. I don't know where. I don't know if he thought everyone was going to be like, "That's amazing." Would you forget to unwrap your shirt or something? <laughs> Fucking idiot! Pretty good stuff. <laughs> Pretty good stuff, John. That was a good uh, roast joke. So right after that, you see that Brock Lee has a hundred dollars super chat on there. Now. Andy, how would you describe the avatar that Broccoli is using on YouTube? Breakfast at Tiffany's racist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wildly offensive Asian guy with big buck teeth. <laughs> Listen to John's question. These guys, for whatever reason, because everyone's being nice, nice. These guys let this go. I would not have let this go. All right, we got to read some super chats. Um, third. So is Broccoli, is he Asian or is that just a goof? <sighs> Is Broccoli actually Asian? I hope not. <laughs> I would think not, John. It seems to be a caricature that's pretty offensive to Asian people. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead it's and a say pun name. Not. <laughs> a pun name in a racist cartoon. Fucking idiot. Uh, speaking of which, John leaked his DMs recently. Oh, no. He loves to share his screen and show his Twitter DMs on the screen. And he's be- been DMing with Sadomi. <laughs> so sodomy is like it's not only asian trying to catfish him yeah great so sending pics of like this hot 20 year old asian girl 
to John and I'm, John's. I'm falling for it. Yeah, I know. John's <laughs> just like, is that really you saw to me? It's not John. It's a guy fucking with you. But the thing that I really wanted to point out here is first off getting turned down by Ray DeVito to come on his show. That's always fun. <laughs> but look at this, this uh, message to Kate Meany on Christmas Day. Call me. I pointed this out before. That's the most obnoxious message you can send another human being. Call me. You're ordering them to do what you want them to do at that point. No one's going to respond to that positively, John, just so you know. Before I get off Kevin Brennan. So after he had John on his show and they're all buddies and they're kissing each other's asses, Kevin Brennan sent a tweet out. I was wrong to have stuttering John on. I should only watch clips of John like the shit does. I apologize and it will never happen again. (laughs) (laughs) So what about your Opie bit? You should apologize for the Opie bet too, if we're uh, if we're being honest. Okay, so we're... Opie was Opie was all this is all that was he was Opie was live on Christmas Day, right? Also, yeah, this is, again, this is Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, I was gonna say if sorry Opie if was... we were all confused about that. They all did shows on Christmas. This was the day after. It's gotcha. funnier okay. to me if it's actually Christmas. Well, and just being... good news. I'm yes. gonna show you John's show from Christmas <laughs> yes! Day. Nice. So John does this thing for his Patreon subscribers where he'll do some behind the scenes videos. And I don't know about you guys, but if there's a celebrity in my family, the one thing I want them to do is turn on their phone and start filming everything that the whole family is up to. The way John does this, I would be enraged if some of my family did this. Yeah. You might notice that on Christmas Day, I did no tweeting. I didn't have video that I put out or anything like that. I just like enjoyed, a normal person. Just enjoyed the day with my family. <laughs> right. But John has to, A, I think show off to his family that he's a big celebrity. So he has to try to engage everyone and get everyone involved in what he's doing. But B, I think the real thing here, he's trying to prove. You guys say I don't talk to my kids. You guys say, you know, my my family left me. Oh, no. Look at me. I'm here with my family <laughs> on Christmas Day. This it. is so pathetic. Hey, everybody. Merry Christmas. I'm hanging out at my brother's house. As you can see, we got a pile of toys. Hi, boy. Tree. Hi. They're all adults there. <laughs> Why is there a pile of toys? Hi. Right. Hey, Ma, say. Say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Why is he putting his mom on the video? and? He's encouraging people to troll her and fuck with her. She's like a bad idea. Sacrificing his family he so he can for his own. Everybody. My mother is my na- Hey, Chris, say, say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. There you go. Great content. Yeah. Joyce, say Merry Christmas. We yeah. yeah. Joyce is his sister. He's yelling across the room. Notice he's like sitting by himself somewhere and everyone else is engaged in conversations yeah. and doing things. He's just like, oh, yeah, this will be a Christmas. Yeah. I'm killing it. <laughs> Fucking loser. I was going to say, everybody's milling about and yeah. having fun. And yeah. then he's literally like just interrupting. Yeah. People are opening Scream- presents. Just screaming at people. Right. Merry Christmas. There we are. Merry Christmas. Hey, you see, this is what you get when you're a Patreon member. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I've been hanging out with my family and watching some football with my bro Roy. Say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Far there away you from go. Yeah. Just hanging out with my fam in uh, North Massapequa, Long Island. And now we're just chilling out for Christmas time. 
City sidewalks, city sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. Such an entertainer. You can't turn it off. He's literally drunk uncle from SNL. Remember that yes. Bobby Monaghan yes. bit? That's of course. What, he's one drink away yes. from being incoherent and being that character. <laughs> Hitman Dan's going to be here soon. Oh, going to be a lot of fun. Jay, you're not bringing any friends over, are you? Oh, I'm 58 years old. Of course I'm bringing my drinking buddy over with me. <laughs> I'll probably be back on tomorrow. Could be a lot of fun. One word. Bah humbug. Only kidding. Thanks for dressing up. Say (laughs) say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's my future niece. (laughs) All right. All right. uh, This is a Merry Christmas Kagi. Wow. Dynamite content there. (laughs) Everyone sign up for John's Patreon. Exclusive videos like that. And I'm her future late uncle. So that's obviously later in the day on Christmas. What happened earlier in the day when he's at his mom's house and they're getting ready for Christmas? You won't believe this. We're going to find out how Stuttering John saved Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It almost went awry, but thank God John is so smart. He was ready to figure out how they were going to make it work. My sister-in-law, Liz, is sick. She doesn't have COVID, but she's sick. And we usually go with my brothers, but now we can't. So, me being a quick thinker on my feet, I went into action. All right. What'd you do? <laughs> Doing nothing. I went into, I went into action. And I said, okay, Mom, Joyce, this is what we're going to do. We're going to cook Beer the roast pork chicken. on our own. So, Joyce, go over to Roy's house. Grab the pork. Mom, mom, let's find the, you know, let's find a pan that we could cook the, that we could cook the roast pork on. So I, as my father was an engineer, I engineered all the players into action. And now Joyce is busy cutting, slitting the fat on top. So we have some nice pork loins, crispy. Joyce, we want him crispy. He's literally doing Will Ferrell and Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Mom, we want the pork now. <laughs> we want it crispy. I love the fact that he decided because his sister-in-law is sick and can't join the family. Okay, cool. Then we're going to come over and take what you were going to make us for dinner. Yeah. What are we going to eat? Yeah. Eh, whatever, you'll figure it out. You guys, you, you can go some, to the store. You're probably sick. got some leftovers. Yeah, it's fine. You weren't going to look at this tree, were you? I'm going to take that too. Feed <laughs> yeah, yeah, a star of flu. Whatever. What an is. asshole. <laughs> what a giant asshole this guy is. He thought up a plan, and the plan involved him stealing the food from his brother. He thought it up quick. <laughs> Bring it over. I sprung into action. To the house. <laughs> so. I played on this show a week or two ago when John was in Florida and Hitman Dan was there and they started singing Rudolph. For some reason, I thought it was so embarrassing. These two guys were singing Rudolph and then high-fiving. And then I was on YouTube the other day and someone had put it to music. And I went, oh, this is probably a Shoeies Network or something. on the album. And then I I realized John put this out. It was on John's (laughs) channel, them singing Rudolph to music. And John... Couldn't wait to play it for us on here, too. Let me just bring Hitman Dan and I in to sing a little Christmas song, courtesy of Eric One. Thanks, Eric One. 
Puttering John. That's what I saw too. Here we go. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Had a he thinks this is shiny, good. No, He's dancing along. So he plays this whole thing. It doesn't sync up at all. I mean, obviously, they're not no. singing it to a tempo. So eventually, it gets way off. And John just plays it like it's good. I'm pretty sure Eric Holm was fucking with him when he put music to it and snowflakes falling and things. But the other thing that John loves to do, he's got Joyce's sister there, his mom's there. They're preparing the food. John's not helping at all. And he keeps explaining, I can't help. I'm terrible in the kitchen. And But he loves to show off what a big celebrity he is to his family. So when he gets super chats, he lets everyone know about it. <clears throat> 50 big ones. How you like that, Joyce? My, and my lawyer friend, Mike, just wish me a Merry Christmas. Thank you, Mike. See, I'm not a pathetic loser. I just got 50 big ones, Joyce. And my friend said Merry Christmas, too. From a lo- He's a lawyer. Now, I have, to ask, I have to ask the question. <laughs> Ryan, I'll ask you. Yeah. Are dollars big ones? Is that 50 big ones? Uh, I would probably say no. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, 50, 50 big ones? Holy shit, you yeah. win the lottery? No, no, I meant 50 bucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're more like 50 s- large. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They're more like smackers yeah. than big ones. <laughs> Pretty good stuff there. So this is John. Uh, what he does on Christmas Day is he orders his family around to do things. While he texts with his friends during his show. This is what John's life is. Well, just let's, you know, let's get, you know, let's get over there. Call him stat, mom. And then Joyce will go over and get it. Uh, Here we go. So this is what I like. Not the John being performative and trying to do things that we're going to clip, like chucking beers across the yeah. the room or that kind of shit. It's the real life John that he can't keep up the facade all the time. So every now and again, you see him ordering people around and telling people what to do. I mean, we've seen this a lot with since he's been back at his mom's house, yelling at his mom to unplug phones yeah. and do all these different things. And then, and then he blames everyone else but him. You got my mom running around. You have your mom running around, right. John. And as you know, John has been talking about the trolls calling his mom on Christmas morning, early, early in the morning. He's been talking about it for months. So what do you think is going to happen? The fact that John keeps putting this out into the world. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen to his mom on Christmas? Did they call you this morning? Yeah. 2.30? Yeah, 2.30. 2.30 and 4.30. They call my mother. Mom, can I say your age? 86. And they call her at 2.30 and 4.30. What the heck, man? So she was up already. What were the chances that was going to happen? I don't know. A hundred percent? Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, yes. you dolt. You idiot. You kept saying that that bothers you over and over again. People want to fuck with you. So that's why that happened, idiot. In case anybody forgot, I react really poorly when you yeah. do this. I get very upset so when you fuck really with my bad. 86-year-old mom who I put on video all the time, put on screen. John, there's a grease fire. Get the fire extinguisher. I'm live right now, I'm live. Mom. Tell Joyce to do it. Handle it. <laughs> Joyce can do it. <laughs> All right. So now John is talking about uh, Casey Armstrong, our buddy uh, Casey. And John's talking to Casey directly 
Or is he talking to himself? It's hard to tell. You have no girlfriend, no wife, no anything, no money, no career. You have a scam of a business with that radio thing. We all know it. Brian Leader, the guy that used to do it with you, told me all, all, all the nefarious things you did. So, if I were you, Case, I'd shut the fuck up. Sorry, Mom. His mom's on the phone. You can hear her in the yeah. background chatting on the phone. And he's screaming into his computer to, for Casey Arthur to shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're not talking to Casey Arthur. He's not watching you. And I, I love, though, that he goes, you don't have a wife. You don't have a girlfriend. You don't have a job or a career or money. You're running scams. Yeah, it's like all the things that John is actively participating in. He's trying you to get hemorrhoids. <laughs> that's, that, that's that narcissism thing that keeps yeah. cropping its ugly head up. That's John. You can't see it. He cannot see that he's describing himself and that he's a pathetic loser, which is why we love him so much. Exactly. All right. John's going to come up with a hilarious joke. And what I like about John's jokes is when he comes up with them off the cuff and you can tell he's reacting to his environment and coming up with quick hitters. As we saw, his mom is on the phone with someone else. You might have noticed. That his mom was having a conversation. It sounded like there were two women talking back and forth. <laughs> John's got a good one for this. Who's she talking to, Joyce? Oh, no, I, 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 okay, I will. I will. Eileen? Old lady. Oh. Two old ladies get on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the first lady says, what? The second lady says, what? Yeah. First lady says, what? The second lady says, what? And that continues for five minutes. Guess you guys didn't see that coming, huh? Pretty good punchline. Mm. And then that continues for five minutes. Meanwhile, you hear his mom having a conversation yeah. in the background. Pretty good joke, though. Could all relate to that. God, what a burden. Everybody I know. in that house. <laughs> yeah, I know. He turns everything into the Stuttering John show. Howard used to talk about this. He would complain the hallways are always the stuttering John show. John's always putting on a show out there. John, just answer the phones. John, just sit there and shut the fuck up or put in your earbuds and go in a different room. Why does this always have to be? You're the center of attention. There's other rooms in this house. He doesn't need to be out there actively bothering everyone <laughs> yeah. all the time. But this is how he explains to Joyce how she needs to cook the food in order for the dinner to work. Just think, Joyce, look, we have all those room. If we get those pork... We get the pork rinds crispy to my liking, then we we shall have a very, very, very nice dinner. I can't believe you called him a narcissist. He goes, the dinner's going to be great if it's to my liking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is here. <laughs> Who wouldn't agree with that? Okay. So then we get to the part where Vince the lawyer is sending pizza to his house. <laughs> Because, of course, he is. John has some really dumb questions on this one, but this is so typical, John. So the pizzas followed him from Canoga Park to Cape Coral to now Long Island. Who? Well, what time did I get home, Mom? What time did I get home, Mom, is a question a 58-year-old just asked his mother. When did you, you let me that. stay out till last night? <laughs> you should know what time you got home if you weren't blackout drunk. Found you at the doorstep at 3 a.m. <laughs> like a stray cat. 
There's that. There's that schmuck. There's that schmuck ordering food because he's got to make it about him. Vince, the narcissist, narcissistic <laughs> lawyer. Yeah, he's the problem. Ma, just ask if they paid for it. But did they pay for it, Mom? As long as they paid for it. If they paid for it, take it. Okay. I know. I know. But that. No, I do not. Is is it from Papalados or Domino's? Domino. Yeah, no, that's crap. You can just try to straighten the talk, straighten the trash. So I love that John thinks it's Christmas Day. He's like, is it that mom and pop place down the street? Yeah, no, but... they're closed, John. I know. They're not open on Christmas Day. If it's a pizza's getting delivered to your house, it's Domino's. I'm surprised Domino's even is even I'm surprised open. too. So sucks to work there. I'm surprised that he hasn't bragged to his mom about how this is happening yeah, all the time. So food. she doesn't know the shtick. Well, also, all of a sudden, John is so discerning about food. This is a guy who eats bologna sandwiches before he starts his show and is still chewing for the NG that he needs. <laughs> and now, all of a sudden, he's saying, throw out the dominoes. We don't need that garbage. He's big-timing everyone again. Is it paid for? Is it paid for? I don't know. It's 30 bucks. Should we just get it there? What's <laughs> the fucking difference on this? But yeah, my buddy Jackie Marlowe, who sent me this episode, because it's been taken down, as was the one yesterday that he did, has been taken down. <laughs> and there's a lot of good stuff that happened yesterday. I know that Uncle Rico covered it, but we'll probably cover some of the stuff because it's very funny. But uh, he he pointed out, it's just like, John constantly doesn't understand how life works on all of this. And that's why Vince Lawyer keeps fucking with him. Yeah. Because he's so easy to fuck with. I want to know the moment where john realizes that he shouldn't have posted this and takes it down well like where where's the where's the moment of clarity where he's just like that eh, probably wasn't a good thing to put well, that out i put this up on our chat screen here Rochi says so in today's episode on john's show he sent his mom out to get covid tests oh and he doxed her address and put her phone number while a delivery driver did john can't help but dox people yeah john showed up on the show today i was watching a little bit and he's sick as a dog. And he's like, don't worry, it's not COVID. I just want to point this out because John's an idiot. Sometimes you don't test positive on the first day. And then you test positive the second day. Yeah. So maybe it is COVID. Maybe you're hungover. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But John was all sick and apparently doxed his mob's address and phone number. On the <laughs> Unbelievable. God, poor woman. Such classic, a classic John. Well, this is classic John right here. This is the real John behind the scenes. This is the insufferable John that this family has to deal with. Ma, how does it feel to have such a famous son like your son, <sighs> John? I didn't hear you. How does it feel to have such a successful, famous son like myself? It feels wonderful. That's right. Oh, it's that look of defeat. Oh, what a douche. How's it feel to have such a famous, successful son? Well, 30 years ago, we were really proud of you. Yeah. You were an overachiever 30 years ago. Now it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I don't know. How does it feel to have such a patient, doting mother? Seriously. <laughs> you should be thanking her every day for how she treats you because yeah. you are insufferable as a human being. I have one more clip on here because 
someone posts in there, hey, your mom's there. Get her over here. I want to ask her if she owns the house of Cape Coral or if you do. <laughs> and so John says, all right, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask her. And this is some funny information comes out. My Is my house mine in Cape Coral? Of course it is. Thank you. There you go. Uh, is my house mine in Cape Coral? <laughs> so she did co-sign for it. So he explains. There you go, North Khalifa. I use her name for her credit because she's got good credit. I don't. Mine's getting better, Ma. Oh, good. Yeah, soon I'll put it. I'll put it in my mail. Never buy houses. Yeah, it's up to five hundred. Mine's six sixty six. You know, soon I'm going to put it in my name. As soon as my credit gets better, it's six sixty six. It's not good. The number of the beast. That's not a good credit score. Good God. In case anyone was wondering. I know how bad I want that, that China cabinet to do a green screen just fall on him. Wow. I don't know if you overheard that, but his mom was saying, I would never buy a house in Florida. So this fucking guy is making her co-sign for a house she doesn't want anything to do with. There's been a lot of speculation that she wanted to move to Florida. Because why would John move to Florida? That doesn't make any fucking sense. He even says, someone asked him about his New Year's resolution. He goes, I don't do New Year's resolutions because I never follow through with it. So what's the point? <laughs> it's like, well, the point is to actually follow through with it. But I and then, failed to quit drinking for 10 years straight. Yeah. Why, why would I start now? But someone goes, well, what about like having goals in your life? And John goes, oh, that's different. I do have goals in my life. Resolutions, like, some yes. might call yeah, them. Yeah, right. So they go, what are your, what are your goals? He's like, I'm definitely going to get back into show business. He's going to, oh, he says, I'm going to get back on TV. John's still living in a world where TV is the most important thing you could possibly be on, even though Mr. Beast is more popular than any fucking sitcom. Anyway, yeah. John goes, I'm going to get back on TV. He said, either a sitcom or an animated series or a reality show. Reality show. Reality, reality show. show. <laughs> reality. I, I just love the thought of John being on a sitcom. How would he possibly be cast in something like that? What would he? What character would he play? The drunken slob neighbor, yeah. the drunken slob uncle, yeah. the drunken slob father, yeah. drunken slob grandfather. He's too gross for network TV. Oh, definitely. have to be cable yeah. at least. Yeah, he's actually too fat to be fat on TV <laughs> yeah. at this point. It would not work for him at all. So anyway, that's John's New Year's resolution. To get back on television. I am rooting for him. Boy, would that be really nice. I want to see it. To see that happen. <laughs> All right. We have um, Annie is here with us. Yay. What's happening, Annie? Hello. How you doing? Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy I received holidays. your uh, Christmas card today. Oh, well, you that's get, good. It had it had a hype train on it. Mm-hmm. Chad Zumach hype train. Thank you, Annie. <laughs> Appreciate that. I hope your Christmas was nice. It was wonderful. Thank you. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So I want to uh, give some plugs. We'll listen to some voicemails. We'll read some reviews. We'll uh, we'll get out of here. No game because uh, the Christmas holiday card didn't have a game for us. Holiday potato. This week. Is that and, vacation? Uh, and also I should point out, you know, typically this is everyone's favorite part of the show. The this Saturday we are doing a show at our regular time. Brandon McAfee, Brandon from the Drew and Mike show will be joining us. First time in a year, so that's very exciting. He did a fantastic job the first go around. 
And he actually sent me a suggestion a week or two ago for the podcast to review. And it was the Fart Fetish Podcast. And I responded and I said, um, we actually covered that. It's weird that we've gotten so far along now that, in fact, Doug from Who's Right is going to be on the show again soon. And he sent me a show called We're Having Gay Sex. And I went, we've actually covered that one. <laughs> and I'm fine to revisit these. We don't have to do brand new shows every time. But uh, both times I gave them the option. They both said, all right, we'll do something different. So I got to figure out what we're doing with Brandon this Saturday. And I haven't figured that out just yet. But I don't want to talk about who are these podcasts this Saturday. I want to talk about All Apologies, starring yeah. Andy Q. Public and Joe Sixpack. What's going on with your show? Thank you, Carl. We just put out the episode regarding Don Imus's uh, faux pas with the Rutgers women's basketball team. Famously uh, got Don Imus fired for calling them nappy-headed hoes. Yes. And that <laughs> the was really a funny of... thing Don Imus has ever said. Poor <laughs> <laughs> guy gets fired for it. It was a lot of fun to do that. I just want to point out, I remember back... Because we're about five and a half years behind uh, WATP. And I remember when Anthony Cumia said the best thing about WATP is that you could just jump in cold and uh, pick it up anywhere. Because uh, back then, there wasn't a lot of lore. There wasn't all the all these low-cow cast of characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm trying to follow that model. So, yes. so WATP, or uh, all apologies, very easy to just jump in from anywhere and hear about somebody's apology tour and the one from two weeks ago, we just did a roundup of every episode that we ever... We did a Where Are They Now okay. of every episode that we ever did. Nice. So that is maybe a good point of entry for people if you want to check out the show. I, I'm begging you. Check it out. All please. right. Yeah. Wherever you get podcasts, like for the All Apologies podcast. And uh, Lucy, I felt so bad last week. We're all doing the show. We had a lot to get to. I'm always overprepared for these episodes. Oh, yes. Because I, I do this purposely. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain. The reason why we do this format is, it's A, it's interactive, it breaks things up, it's fun, but B, so I don't have to do all of the prep work. I could let you guys pull clips from different yeah, shows. Yeah, I think we've all figured that out. Yeah, I know. I think I've already said that before. But then I end up doing a lot of prep work, and we end up running long, and there's a lot going on. But also so, the boobs. Well, <laughs> last week, I totally forgot to get your guys' plugs in. And then after the fact, we got all done, we're going upstairs, I go, oh my gosh, Lucy, I forgot to give you plugs. And you went... God damn it, I had so much to plug, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? And I felt really bad. What the fuck? So, Lucy, let's talk about Once Over with Kaylee and yes. everything you have going on on YouTube. Yeah, let's see. Uh, over on my YouTube channel on Once Over with Kaylee, which is C-A-Y-L-E-Y, um, I recently did a review of Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 with Doug from Good Times, Great Movies. Nice. Which was amazing. It was a pleasure to work with him. Doug sent me a note that you were actually a pleasure to work with as well. I think one of you is lying, but uh, I'll go along with it. I think it was him. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, in addition to that, I also just put out my review of The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I hated. So go over to my channel and find out. Tell me why I'm wrong. I know that everybody thinks wrong. that I am. No. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yay. I, <laughs> I feel so supported, you guys. We had a whole debate before the show started about Tim Burton. Uh, for some reason, Lucy was shitting on Tim Burton. And Andy and I are like, what the fuck? You could hate that movie. That's fine. No problem with that. But you can also hate the Willy Wonka remake. But the point is, there's a lot of good movies in there, too. Yeah. There's a lot of good movies in there, too. But the whole reason that I was shitting on Tim Burton is because in addition to doing Nightmare Before Christmas on my channel... Um, I worked with Tony and Crystal over on Hack the Movies, and we reviewed Edward Scissorhands for Christmas. So, yes. fun to check out as well. 
Oh, and I got a Twitter, an X of whatever it is. Oh, do you really? I don't know how to use it yet, so I'm learning. So come well, follow me on What you do is you, whatever nudes you have on your phone, yeah, put them you on post there. them there. Okay. Yes, that's how you do that. All right, I'll, I'll when Lucy's on, on there, it's triple X. Yeah. Hey what, so what is your uh, handle? Uh, once over Kaylee. You didn't go with Lucy Tightbox? No. What's with these people who have multiple names? It's very confusing to follow. I always make fun of Cardiff. Because he still has that computer thing as his avatar, but he's a dancing potato, but he's Cardiff Electric. None of it connects or makes any fucking sense when it comes to marketing. Anyway, uh, once over with Kaylee. I'm not a marketing genius once like over, you. Once over, I don't know if you know this. I used to be at marketing. Oh, as my God. <laughs> this is news to me. Um, right, once well, over with Kaylee is your once handle? Once over Kaylee. Once over Kaylee. Let's all follow Kaylee yes. on Twitter. Annie, are you on Twitter I'm on Twitter, but I don't use Twitter. Okay. What do you use? Where can people find you? Uh, I, I, I am on YouTube. Uh, you can find my channel. It's what is this game or at W-I-T-G-S. Um, me and my co-host Dylan from somewhere talk about games. Uh, we are currently on holiday break. We'll be back sometime after the new year. And when you say games, you mean video games. That's correct. And what's the most recent episode about? Uh, the most recent episode was actually the holiday special. We had Tuki on to talk about all sorts of games that uh, we all played when we were younger. Two, 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 Tuki World Order. T W O. That's fantastic. Speaking of which, I, I got to get the. Uh, it's been the holidays. People are do- busy. I got to get the link up for tickets. March twenty second. Save the date. We'll be in Tampa. Fuck yeah! Live show. Tukey's going to be there. The guys from Revenge of the Sis are going to be there. Andy will be there. Maybe Lucy Tightbox. Lucy Tightbox will be there. Producer Chris, if he ever gets better again. But let, be let me uh, not forget to mention uh, March 9th at Comedy at the Carlson subreddit surfing live featuring Carl Hamburger and All Apologies podcast. That's correct. That's it. Uh, Check that out. Comedy at the Carlson. Comedy at the Carlson's website. You can get tickets for that. Circus Midget. Do you promote anything these days? <laughs> not not too much. Uh, I got an Instagram with some stupid shit on there. Uh, it's just pumpkin spice, pumpkin underscore spiced underscore heroin. All right. So, yeah, yeah. Check that out. Check that out. No Sounds nudes. delicious. It's Instagram. All nudes. Uh, no nudes. Guys, please <laughs> join us again next time. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Need love, everybody. Farting in the mush pits of morning radio. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. All right, let's get on to some reviews. Do we have any reviews, Annie? Yep, I brought two. I got one from Billy Ray Cyrus the Virus from December 21st, 2023. The wolf is loose. Carl with three Ks, his joke, not mine, and a rotating cast of nobodies hurl racial slurs and KT accusations at each other. Uh, or at podcasts and help them improve their craft. Uh, they take time to make fun of former radio call screener struggling with alcoholism, a former <laughs> yep. shock jock struggling with, struggling with depression, yep. and a single father of three struggling with loneliness and a crippling fear of success. All in all, it's a great show. Love the potato and the Tookster, but it needs more Zumach and DeVito. FPE. <laughs> Fuck Phil Albor at the end. Um, I believe... I- uh, Patty Seacups only has two children, but I could be wrong about that. Maybe this person knows more than I do about it. Did you say that the subject line was the wolf is loose? 
The title is The Wolf is Loose. And what's it? that's a five star, I would imagine, right? Yes. Very good. And what else do we have? I have one from Kelsey Peeps. This one is confusingly from April 20th, 2025. <laughs> uh, All right. Just- let's, let's see what's happening in the future, everyone. <laughs> We're still going. That's good. Just no. Absolutely not. And it seems like plenty of others agree. Yikes. That sounds like a one star review. It is. I wonder what show you pissed off in <laughs> oh, April. Oh, no, our show's going in the wrong direction. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Annie, for that. I could just have a, a couple of voicemails. People were busy this week, so we don't have as many as usual. And uh, this one's a weird one. Hey, Carl, I'm stuck here with my family in my hometown. It's a dog shit place, and I hate this place. But I'm trying to settle a bet with my cousin. Uh, is it okay to masturbate on Christmas? Call me back as soon as you get this. I need to know. Thank you. Bye didn't sound like a Renzo Ariola. <laughs> Why were you betting your cousin about jerking off? What is that? Uh, I'll go around the horn now. What do you think about that, Lucy? I think it's okay. You think it's okay? Yeah. Even though Jesus is definitely watching? I don't know about him, so. Oh, okay. Uh, Andy? Every day. All right. All day, every day. Fair <laughs> enough. <was> a beat. <laughs> oh, so as you guys know, Gary in San Diego is trying out a brand new character. <laughs> This is Gardini the Magnificent. Yay. Hey, Carl. This is Gardini the Magnificent. The answers are Richard Nixon, Pogo, and Stuttering John Melendez. I'm going to open the sealed envelope. And the questions are name a dick, name a stick, and name a prick. Rock and roll. I like that new character. That one was a little predictable. I got to be honest. I saw where that was going. Well, Carl, it's about 2 a.m. and I just put my kids to bed. It's Christmas morning. And, uh, oh, oh, shit, it's 2 a.m. on Christmas morning. Fuck, I got to go. I got to go call John's mom. Yes. (laughs) Everybody, please call John's mom. Make sure no one's harassing her. All right. I need everyone to call john's mom with all everyone has her number now john showed that on the screen tonight please call and make sure no one is harassing her she's 86 years old can't be harassing this poor woman be terrible all right get ready for some stuff joe math this is going to be a quiz for all of you boy jesus hey guys it's stuttering john this is how i talk now the only substitute teacher that ever writes his own exam so i got a math question for you if I buy a six-pack of corn and I drink seven, how many do I have left? Oh. I'll give you a second. I don't know. The answer's five, because I borrowed a six-pack from my neighbor. <laughs> Fuck you, Kmart. <laughs> should have known. That actually makes a lot of sense. So you guys know that we have a listener who's um, half black and gay. And actually, I'm not sure if he's half black and half gay or half black and fully gay. It's the hard. black half is the straight half. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell. But anyway, he called him. This is Carl. This is this is the last time I'm going to say it. I'm your one half black gay listener. I'm dropping that name because it's ridiculous. You call me Tunes. That's the name I'm going to go by when I call back. Say Tunes. Anyway, that's irrelevant. 
cartoons. So, over the holidays, um, I decided to introduce my boyfriend to the Dabbleverse. Terrible idea. Yeah, that's After a introducing Kuki and the Spud, he was very confused. He didn't understand why I obsessed over a random alcoholic well past his prime. But that's irrelevant. Point is, <clears throat> in the background, while I was just doing stuff or drinking or eating or whatever, I was playing stuttering sex test, stuttering sex test uh, videos, and specifically his WACP versus Stut John 2021 yeah. uh, part two, I believe. Yeah, in case we've talked about this before, but um, stuttering sex pass, I think is his name, on YouTube has gone ahead and pulled out all the clips of us talking about Centering John over all the years, and they're like eight, nine-hour-long videos where you can just sit and get caught up on everything we've ever talked about, all the different wow. things that have happened over the years of Centering John. So that's a lot of fun, a good way to get caught up on uh, the Centering John lore. Yeah, part two at three hours and three minutes and 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. You talk about the goddamn tortillas. Oh. I'm not even joking. You talk about how you prefer corn tortillas, and Kevin talked about how flour tortillas are better. This was two years ago, almost over two years ago. Uh, roughly. This, we're living in a time loop, Carl. A fucking time loop. <laughs> Everything is happening all over again. That John has trapped us into some weird reality where we keep reliving shit. We have to escape. I don't know how, the but corn- we have to figure it out. Anyways, don't call me back, motherfucker. Also, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What's that, Annie? The corn tortilla question is always pertinent. It's very important that everybody be on the same page about it. Well, you have to be on the same page, but it does get brought up a lot as a debate, and you're the one who brought that show where the guys were talking about tacos, yeah, and we yeah. all want this ridiculous, which, which way do you turn your head, and then it turned and into us having debates, and then the voicemailers got involved, and apparently this has happened many times before, so I'll just ask my buddy Ryan. Uh, corn or flour? Whatever you say, mein Führer. Flour? No, yes. it's corn! The answer is fucking corn! I mean corn. You started that correctly. So yes, we are in this weird loop or cycle where everything just keeps happening over and over and over again for infinity. And it also gets faster as it goes. There's an increasing rate involved as well. So probably six months from now, we'll be talking about corn versus flour. And then three months after that, and then a week. <laughs> and it's all we're going to talk and about. That's exactly John will take a break for being successful six in months April. or whatever. Right. And that's why in April 2025, people are like, this show sucks. Yeah. That's all they it's, talk about. It's only tortilla <laughs> yeah. talk. All tortilla talk. And you know what you do? Where are these tortillas? You can't, you can't talk politics. You can't talk tortillas because you divide the audience. 50% of the people just tune out immediately. Oh, this is a corn guy? I'm not listening to this asshole. <laughs> All right. So the $500 WATP fugitive called in, but his connection sucked. So I can't play that voicemail, but thank you for calling in the $500 WTP fugitive. One more voicemail for us. Hey, Carl. Quick question. Who the fuck is Jerry? Okay, good, good question. So you might remember that on the last show, Jerry was sitting in with us. And Jerry is a fan of the show. We've met him at all the different live events. He always comes out. He's great. He came to DabbleCon, came to Philly. I think we saw him in Chicago. Whatever. He's been to all the different things. And he said he was going to drive in to see the Ice Stuff show Friday night. And then we had the podcast Saturday. So I was chatting with him after the Ice Stuff show. And I go, hey, man, you want to swing by the house? I don't know what you're doing tomorrow. He's like, I have nothing. All right, swing by the house. You can hang out. And I, I very much thought Jerry was going to kind of sit 
and hang out while we did the show. Then it turned out that he was uh, like third Mike on the show, which was great. He did a fantastic job. That's why I didn't like introduce him right away or anything like that. So it was kind of weird. I feel bad. I didn't introduce him. Let everyone know who Jerry was. But Jerry was in from out of town hanging out. That's the first time we've done that. Other people have messaged me. I remember there was a guy on his way to Vermont from Colorado or something. He's like, we passing through town. I'm like, well, come over and hang out. We he sat through the podcast that we threw the frisbee around. No, I, think we, I think we played cornhole or something. So this is a very accessible podcast. It is. is what it is. Saying. If you're in the Rochester area and you want to hang out, I usually say yes. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you asked Jerry if he wanted to participate in the Lucy type box bachelor style show. Yes. During the voicemail segment. I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard that that was an overwhelming yes. Do you want to be a part of this? Uh, yes. Really? <laughs> Hole in one with Lucy Tightbox? Fuck All right. <laughs> All right. We're starting a new reality show. Fuck Suttery John. Suttery who? <laughs> we got the, the Bachelorette with Lucy Tightbox. I make horrible one. decisions on my own. I need help. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm just the man to host this new reality show. I think that'll work out very well. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. And we'll see you again before the New Year's hits. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> okay, folks. Guess oh, what? Okay. The episode's <laughs> over. <laughs> that was a great episode. That was really great. <sighs> are we down here? I think we are. Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week. <laughs> Jesus, I gotta go. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys.